0: Welcome to Days are Update Four, June twelfth, twenty twenty two. I'm your host, Chris Logie. I'm Brandon Perkins,
1: and I'm Zanra Victoria.
0: And yeah, we have a big show for you this week as Summer yeah. Game Fest has uh, been ongoing. Uh, we are uh, going to talk about a lot of the stuff that has been announced. Not everything, and I've even trimmed out a lot of the uh, stuff that happened. I was just like, ah, oh, we're showing you a new character in Street Fighter. Like, hey, guess what? Guile's in there. Shock. (laughs) And like, I will show you a little more of uh, of a character in, you know, Gotham Knights. And it's like, okay, nothing's changed. Uh, But before we get to a lot of that stuff, we'll have a few more bits of news here that came out around the show, uh, the shows that happened this week and some other stuff. So uh, we won't be doing any... Uh, what we've been playing because there's a lot of games to talk about instead. Yeah, and we don't have time for. Yeah, and also this little bit, small bit of
2: news. We've also got up to cap it before we get started.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we'll get to the news here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big news of this week was that Jeff Gersman of Giant Bomb Fame, Gamespot Fame, had announced that he was leaving Giant Bomb.
3: Mm-hmm. This
0: sort of uh, formed his own uh, thing that he's calling the, I think the Jeff Gerstmann experiences the Patreon, the name of the Patreon uh, thing there, and his podcast is the Jeff Gersman Show, kind of a solo thing he's doing for now, for the time being. As you can even see uh, in some of his little artwork for that, it's kind of just quick pace jobs on some things. So, mm. uh, but yeah, it didn't seem like anything real negative or anything happened here. It seems like a culmination of, I listened to his first podcast and got mm-hmm. to the point where he's talking about how the, the stress and the, the overloading of managerial work was kind of just getting to him. I uh, talked a bit about how he could tell sort of how stressed he is based on uh, whether he remembers his dreams uh, from sleeping. Mm-hmm over the night and talk about how, yeah, there's been a good part of the past two years where he just been so stressed out. He just doesn't remember any of those dreams, but since, you know, making that announcement and uh, the decision to leave and do his own thing that mm-hmm. he's been dreaming again, remembering that stuff and kind of that it's what taking a big weight off of his uh, chest, his mind, all that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we wish them all the best on that stuff. Yeah. Uh, stress can be a huge uh, issue for people. And yeah, uh, and yeah, I think Giant Bomb themselves are kind of pivoting a little bit in announcing a a bunch of new people to the core, including like tomorrow Hussein and Lucy James from GameSpot are uh, also going to be working with them as mm-hmm. well as doing their GameSpot stuff. Uh, Dan Riker has returned from working at WWE for the past couple of years uh, yeah. to do content stuff for them. Uh, who else? I think Jeff Grubb left uh games beat to join giant bomb full time there. So they got a pretty good crew there of interesting yeah. people. Uh, so that is going to be a fun time. And yeah, that's kind of the the whole thing there.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I don't wanna I don't wanna really say it's the end of an era. Um I do I do believe like Jeff is Giant Bomb, you know, Giant Bomb is Jeff and there's no replacing Jeff. Uh obviously we all have a lot of respect for Jeff. Um like ninety percent of uh the Smashpad staff uh came from the GameSpot forums through one way or another and that's how we, you know, got to know a lot of the uh, GameSpot staff uh from the uh-huh. what, the mid two thousands up to like two thousand ten before all of them, you know, branched off into their own parts of the industry and you know um a lot of what makes the day zero update what it is is because of um what the giant bomb cast is and you uh, know and still still currently is like we, we're a long form podcast much like they are unapologetic about it and yeah. um yeah uh jeff is somebody again totally irreplaceable and like he is somebody it's weird like you know I'm not gonna go out and call like Jeff to be like the most charismatic person, but that that, that that's sort of his brand, you know. If you watch any of his streams, he's not mm-hmm. gonna be like the most outlandish person on there. He's normally super quiet, just actually playing his game, like streaming was supposed to be. And you know, like there there there's a lot of charm to that. So I'm sure uh, he's he's gonna have a lot of people just hop onto his Patreon and whatever he's doing next. I know I'll definitely be one of them, and I'm looking forward to what's gonna go what's what's gonna happen. And uh, you know, as we went over, there is a lot of cool people on that Giant Bomb staff. I follow Tomorrow Hussein. I follow Lucy James. Uh, I share as hell follow Jeff Grub. So yeah, it's 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 a great staff there. Um, and um, you know, looking forward to seeing how both these uh, entities move forward. And you know, both Giant Bomb and Jeff, and you know, both of them like as as a unit have really pushed uh, this medium forward. How however it may be, like you know, they, they we we. Um, it's funny because th- this is all happening during "quote unquote" E3 time. Uh, normally, when <laughs> we're at our busiest, uh, but obviously yeah. he, has a new, he has a new brand to grow, and we're still wondering like what's going to happen like as we move forward with uh, presentations this summer. But it's an interesting time, and um, sad to see Jeff leave Giant Bomb. But you know, um, obviously he's going to be happier where he is, and uh, that's all we want.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I even talked about how the the room that he Streams from and all that does all that stuff is his office, and he tries to keep his anger and annoyance and all that in there. And that when he leaves, that's you know family time, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So yeah, you can tell that he's he's been dealing with a lot of stuff. You know, raising, helping to raise two kids during the pandemic, and dealing with all the anxiety and stress that comes with that, uh, especially early on when people were. Not sure, like, all the ways that you could potentially get it uh, through you know, uh, packages and uh, deliveries from you know, Grubhub and grocery stores and all that kind of stuff, dealing with all of that. And in the now where you know, those kids are getting a little older, a little more independent, and dealing with all of that, where they can just hurt themselves at the blink of an eye. So, uh, he. Uh, definitely has a a lot on his plate and you know, Giant Bomb and all the stress that came with that, and being a manager there, and worrying about you know all the sorts of numbers and charts and such that managing a site is now compared to when they probably started Giant Bomb. where it's just like, I just keep an eye on views and see how that stuff goes, on mm-hmm. you know whatever brand, you know, advertising stuff uh, could happen there, and where now it's like, okay, we have to. Maximize, min max everything and all that. It's like that just gets to some people, and some people just aren't great at it. Or, yeah, and uh, part of the reason why corporate media of that level of stuff, Mm.
1: exactly like part of the reason why Giant Bomb was formed in the first place was to get away from all the uh, corporate clicky bullshit that GameSpot was becoming because of their ownership with the CVS Interactive and just who who they're owned by now. And then all of a sudden, you know, CBS goes up and buys up Giant Bomb, and it's it slowly but surely became what I'd assume they were all trying to avoid again. And like you know, for a lot of people who've tried to make games media or whatever you want to call it, their uh, their main way of living. And like you know, n- none of us, unless you're at the top of the line, and if you're if you're, even if you're at the top of the line, like, you probably barely have a six figure salary, and that's not the norm at all. So you know, like these people work on games and they want to continue to work on games and when you're spending your time being a manager, it's just not as fun. So I totally get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of been the whole thing there. So uh, we'll move on to some more normal news.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Nintendo has announced that they have released a demo for Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. Yeah. Uh, you You can play it now. Uh, the game's out here in about two weeks. I feel like this game yeah. is just going to come and go pretty quickly because I don't think this is a game that anybody really cares about outside of the very specific niche that Fire Emblem Warriors had originally. Well, but...
2: Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, this is uh, taking off from Fire Emblem Three Houses, which was the highest-selling uh, Fire Emblem game in the series to date, which is... yeah. The thing is, though, is kind of the reason why I'm sort of hesitant to play it, uh, other than the fact that, you know, it's a Fire Emblem Warriors game, which means, you know, it's a Musou game. Um, It's the fact that one of the things I really liked about Fire Emblem Three Houses was the fact that unlike pretty much all the Fire Emblem games that came before it, there was no golden ending route. You know, there was like there was no like dragon or some grand enemy that you could get all, all three of the sides in the war to unite against and fight. It's literally you have to pick a faction, and someone you like is going to get hurt somewhere. Yeah, and kind of creating a golden ending just kind of wrecks the drama for me. Yeah,
0: you yeah, know? and then as a game design, this is the complete opposite of a mm-hmm. Fire Emblem game. As they even say here in the description, uh, build, uh, align with a leader and to build and command an army in strategic one versus one thousand style battles. Whereas Fire Emblem was like your crew against another crew. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you wouldn't make it because you make dumb decisions or didn't realize what's going on. So you, yeah, reloaded your save or dealt with it, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's, uh,. that's yeah. the whole thing
1: yeah so this one um actually entered my radar because uh imran khan actually had a lot of good things to say about it over on fanbite um and he mentioned that uh or uh, i think it because I, I was listening to a podcast uh but apparently in this game you also have um three ways to go about it again and it's the same way like you you go with edelgard dimitri and claude and um yeah, so I'm I'm interested in seeing how that part of the game unfolds. Uh at the end of the day, like it's still a musou game, you know, it's going to be hacking and hacking and slashing like through hordes and hordes of enemies. But what really what's really what really sets these apart like Fire Emblem Warriors, uh Hyrule Warriors and whatever you have in it is, you know, not only just like mastering the easy to understand battle system, but also just knowing what's happening on various parts of the map because you have various generals like, you know, um going through one side and that that sort of strategy does work in fire emblem and I'm, and I'm interested in seeing that unfold but um yeah this demo is different from a lot of the other uh, early nintendo demos where they actually get your feedback to see if uh, you know they can they can improve it as we mentioned this game is coming out two weeks from now which pretty much means it's done so this demo is really only for um you know if you're on the fence about it just because of how different it is here it's here to, for you to try and you know to make things even better which is what all demos, I believe, should do when they're, when they're about single-player stories, is it'll mm-hmm. let you go ahead and forge your project. So I haven't downloaded, downloaded it yet, but I do look forward to um, eventually uh, doing that and trying it out. Um, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, this is not exactly something I'd want to spend $60 on, um, but mm. typically we see uh, these uh, Dynasty Warriors uh, knockoffs or spinoffs, um, I should say uh typically we see them uh drop price a, f- a few months from now um we'll see but um again uh fire emblem is also something that nintendo does drop every once in a while so uh i wouldn't be surprised to see it be a little bit cheaper closer to the fall but at the end of the day i am still looking forward to this and i look forward to trying this demo as soon as we are done we're all the summer game fest stuff
0: yeah yeah so there you go you can check it out and if you enjoy it and complete the demo you can carry the save over uh, for that, it seems to let you play a few chapters. I don't know how long that is, but there you go.
1: Yeah, I remember when I was playing the um, the Hyrule Warriors demo. Uh, quite frankly, I didn't get enough and then eventually the game came, and I never, never opened it.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, as we said, Summer Game Fest is happening, and uh, there are some of the main events, and there have been a lot of side events. Uh, we know that one here is happening tomorrow as of recording on June 13th, it is the Capcom showcase. It has the potential for at least letting you see more of some of the games they've already announced. Uh, No idea if they... Hopefully they'll have more Street Fighter 6. uh, Yeah, they'll reveal another character.
2: Yeah, that you totally already know is probably going to be there.
0: Yeah. I mean... Maybe you will be there. Or no, Ken. Ken will be there, probably.
2: yeah. The, yeah, Bumkin, Hoboken, as everybody is calling him. Because uh, I don't know if anybody, uh, apparently, so for those you don't know, uh, the uh, uh, roster for the game got leaked early, and um, as well as apparently some of the uh, character bio information, and apparently uh, Ken's wife, Eliza, finally got sick of his shit and took took the kids with her. <laughs> So he's now basically a divorced dad. <laughs> yeah, and he looks like it too.
0: <laughs> you care more about these tournaments than you do me. Yeah, I'm leaving. Yeah, but yeah I'm kind of a-
2: surprised that she. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of surprised she hadn't done it earlier. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, uh, but yeah, I I really do want them to talk about one of the newer characters because. There's some pretty interesting uh, new fighters on that roster, and I kind of want to explore, have them explore them a little bit more.
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Like, just this scene when uh, Street Fighter VI uh, was announced, I was like, wow, they've uh, totally gone second-seven with this as far as, like, it's uh, adventure mode and whatnot, and there's all, all these, like, crazy colors with the the VR style, and uh, you know what, for the most part, Even though I think it's a little overly psychedelic, um, I like a lot of it. Um, I love Chun Li's redesign. Yeah, she looks like an
2: actual Chinese woman now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like uh, you know, they actually look like you know uh, people that represent the various uh, cultures they're from. Because if there's one thing that I really give Street Fighter credit for is the fact that they do a good job with the diversity, and they've been doing that for a long time. Uh, Mm -hmm. Granted, a lot of it is like a lot of like you know racist stereotypes, but I'm I'm pretty sure we're going to be better in that regard. It sucks that we don't have Pat on the podcast because I'm I'd be interested in hearing his thoughts on how everything has changed, especially coming from Five when Five was, you know what? Like, I'm not gonna say like it was it was like the worst out of out of all of them that that came out, but it was definitely the most um, uh, feature barren in in um, yeah out of any like immediate release. Like, eventually we saw DLC and it eventually improved itself, but it took it took a really long time to do. And that's just part of because, you know, a lot of the, the Japanese developers at the time and even now just don't uh it's just it's it's gonna be interesting to see um that continue to move forward. But yeah, going back to, to Capcom in general instead of just Street Fighter, uh thanks to the PlayStation uh, or to the, thanks to the state of play, like we know two of their big bangers now, them being Street Fighter Six and the Resident Evil Four remake. So uh looking forward to like seeing a little bit more of those two. But I'm also wondering if there's anything more that they have up their sleeve. You know, um, last year, in, in my opinion, they really shouldn't have bothered with their um, with their presser at all. They ended up showing like 20 minutes of um, of Ace Attorney, which I love, but that game is not something you just show to people for more than three minutes.
2: So yeah, because otherwise you get the whole game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they do have on their little site for this showcase uh, three games mentioned on the featured games list, which is Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, since that is out here in a few weeks, and Resident Evil 4 and Exoprimal are the others, so you'll get some of those games, probably see some some good amount of uh, gameplay for Exoprimal. Yeah, weird game where dinosaurs just rain out from the sky. Yep. That is a normal thing. In that time, I guess. Why not? Yeah, and Dino Crisis fans are super unhappy. <laughs> They're finally doing a Dinosaur game, and it's not Dino Crisis. Yeah. You know, it does do some nods, I believe, to that, but that probably just twists the knife a little more uh, for them. So, yeah, that'll be happening on June 13th at, uh what time is it? 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, so there you go. Uh, also happening this week, Square Enix is doing a Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary celebration uh, broadcast that is set for June 16th. It is only 10 minutes. I think yeah. the captain one's 35. Uh, but they do mention, uh, as uh, Tetsuya Nomura says here, at only around 10 minutes long, it'll be short and sweet. We have packed in lots of information, so I hope everyone can look forward to the unveiling. I say that means they'll do Final Fantasy VII remake part two. Mm-hmm. That seemed like the entire reason you would be doing this, because I don't know yeah. what other versions of Seven you can do at this point. They've already done them all.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, uh, uh, I mean it, it's been said that final that Square Enix has basically been coasting on Final Fantasy VII success for the last twenty five or so years. Um,
0: Anyone
2: I mean, it does that well—that makes sense. Yeah, um,
0: and uh, I mean, I mean, it, it, also pretty much
1: unloaded. Their, they pretty much unloaded all yeah. of their western IP aside from Life is Strange. So um, yeah. yeah, they definitely do have to go all in with Final Fantasy. They already showed sixteen during the uh, state of play, so seven two makes the most sense here. Um,
4: mm-hmm.
3: At this
1: point, though, since they sort of they sort of dated sixteen. You wonder where yeah. seven two would, be, but you know uh, nothing is in I don't think Square Enix cares if they want to have two Final Fantasies in, in in one year. Why not? You know, so yeah. we'll see from there. But yeah, this has to end with with, with a seven two. I would be surprised. If it
2: didn't. And the, you know, despite my earlier joke, uh, I really loved Seven Remake. <laughs> I thought it was great, and I really loved what it did. With seven story and especially how it reconstructed it. It um, did it in such a way that it pretty much leaves the story going forward to be completely open ended. They could literally do anything with these characters at this point. So, if for nothing else, I'm absolutely fascinated to see what they will do with the second game.
1: Yeah. I'm also wondering whether they'll keep it next gen or they'll keep it close to they did. Uh, they did a bit of a seven remake. Well, well, well. Seven remake came came out before the PS5 came out, but you know, we ended up seeing an integrated uh option a year later. So,
2: I would not be surprised if they decided to just go next next gen only this time.
0: Probably depends on how soon it's coming out. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's next year, then sure, it might be PS4, PS5, uh, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, we'll see. Yeah. It'll happen on the, the 16th. Uh, it's Thursday. It's uh, the same time as Capcom one, 3 p.m. Pacific and 6 p.m. Eastern time.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think there's also.
1: Isn't uh, remake isn't on Xbox yet? What's that? No, Fancy Seven remake is not, not on Xbox yet. No.
4: No, I don't think it is. It's
1: gonna be something. Although I'm probably sure mm. they would have saved it for the press conference, but otherwise.
0: Yeah. But yeah, there you go. I think there is also another Xbox showcase happening on Tuesday Mm -hmm. for some follow-up on some of those games, I guess. I don't know exactly what to expect from that, but there you go. Uh, But Xbox did uh, preempt a lot of the the stuff here by announcing some other things that are going on uh, for Mm. them. A lot of smaller news. Uh, things like they are bringing an Xbox app to Samsung smart TVs, maybe smart uh-huh. monitors, whatever they got there, uh, so that you can uh-huh. play your Game Pass Ultimate library uh, for that. Uh, so there you go for that. a I see, ju- June 30th. They're saying that's going to happen. Uh, you can get it from the Samsung Gaming Hub or Media uh-huh. Hub. Uh, that's, like, the brand-new TVs, 2022 smart TVs. So... Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a move that we saw happening for a while now. Obviously, with Game Pass and Microsoft, it's just been trying to push that. It might even be more, more important than their uh, consoles at this point. But, you know, as as long as um, Microsoft gets people into their subscription uh, loop, then, you know, there's they're only going to continue to
0: support it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the only game you don't have to pay for with that is the Fortnite thing. So that is another way you can play Fortnite, if it works. Mm. Yep. Uh, let's see what else do they say here. They are planning to expand to New Zealand and Argentina for new regions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they can join in on that fun. So the Kiwis can finally get in there. Mm. Uh, let's see. They're doing some more optimization stuff for Windows 11 to make it better. That kind of stuff. So you can check that out. If you have that. Uh, let's see. They're also. Mm-hmm. Doing some more stuff for Game Pass. Uh, let's see. They revealed the first pro- details of Project Morecroft. Uh-huh. A program that brings the fun and discovery of playing new curated demos of upcoming games to Xbox Game Pass members.
3: Uh-huh.
0: That will be rolling out within the next year. Beginning with the focus on providing independent developers from around the world more opportunities, to little excitement for the games. Uh, participating developers will be able to see how their demos perform be compensated, enabling them to bring their creativity to Xbox and reach new audiences with Game Pass. I like guess you get to, like, how they've done some demo events, I guess. Bring those exclusively to Game Pass people, and potentially get feedback or whatever out of it. As marketing and all that kind of stuff as well. A little weird to also be doing the demo thing, but just for indies. But if that helps them out, that's neat, but kind of weird to see. I think all three uh, companies now are offering paid demos in some form or another for their subscription services. Which is a bit of a weird route to go, but yeah, there you go. And the last part is that they have more options for Xbox Design Lab. If you want to get those specialized or specially designed controllers from them with different sets of colors to make them as ugly or uh, cool looking as you want. They have new pastel colors, I guess. Uh, Pink, orange, green, and purple. As well as camo top cases with matching side caps. All sorts of stuff. And Swarfer, that's in 11 new countries as well. So a lot of small stuff there. Nothing really huge for the moment, but there you go. And yeah, the, the last bit of news here before we hit the events. There's Blossom Tales 2. Was announced to be coming out soon for the uh, for the Switch and PC. That is August 16th. That is sort of the, the first game was sort of basically a, a Legend of Zelda: a Link to the Past style game, but uh, starring a girl and having a very kind of princess bride esque sort of presentation to it, it's sort oh. of a grandfather is telling a story about uh, this. Uh, Hero named Blossom that, uh, you know, goes on a big adventure kind of thing. Yeah, the kids chime in every once in a while and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. The the sequel is almost out here in about two months. So, Mm -hmm. there you go. Uh, But yeah, let's get to some events here. Summer Game Fest had their showcase as the first thing and Mm -hmm. had quite a bit there. But yeah, kind of set a trend for uh, a lot of this weekend here where. Not many dates. Not many specific dates, especially if the game came from a bigger publisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see that a lot here, but yeah, we got like a new Aliens game, but it is more of a, uh, a strategy game, real time strategy game, I guess. Uh, you get just a little glimpse of gameplay at the end of it mm-hmm. uh, from that, but that is from Focus Entertainment. Uh, for that, that's on. Uh, all the PlayStations, Xboxes, and PC for next year. Mm-hmm. We get a new Aliens game. as seems to be the only one of those movies that, at this point that gets game adaptations. Uh, is just hey, let's just go onto a ship and shoot aliens for a while. So there you go for that. Uh, we get some new gameplay for the Callisto Protocol. And they very much made a Dead Space-style game. That was the entire look for that thing.
2: Yeah, but I mean, wasn't it a lot of it made by people who worked on the original Dead Space to begin with?
0: Uh, the head of the studio, Glenn Schofield, is the one that helped create Dead Space. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had a lot of the same kind of mechanics of shooting off their arms, mm-hmm. and limbs, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I kind of pick them up and throw them around a little bit. Mm mm-hmm. They're gruesome deaths. Yourself, oh, yeah. if you're not careful, they had mm-hmm. uh, the main guy gets caught up in a big turbine spinning thing. Mm. I was like, "Oh, that's that's not great." Nope. Uh, but yeah, that is uh, out later this year, December second, uh, for all the PlayStation's, Xboxes, and PC. About like two months before the Dead Space remake hits. So, mm-hmm. if you like Dead Space, you got. Two big months right there for you. Yep. Chew on those games for a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, then we got a gameplay demo of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 uh, for all the mm-hmm. PlayStation, Xboxes, and PC. It's on October 28th. That demo seemed like a Call of Duty demo. Shocking, I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of it that just felt very scripted and lack of, lacking of like dynamic animations and such. There's one mm-hmm. bit where a dude is standing on top of a, a big container and gets a shotgun shot to his shins and doesn't, like, crumple over or anything. Yeah. But they did have some neat moments where, like, dude standing on the side of the ship, near, like, one of those portholes, uh, gets pulled mm-hmm. over by water that uh, goes through uh, the porthole. So mm-hmm. there were some nice things there, but the rest of it just looked like Call of Duty. I think is what they're going for with this. Yep, yeah. that's why there is a Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two that is not that is Roman numeral two, not uh, you know regular two like the original Modern Warfare Two. Mm-hmm. As weird it as it's explained that, but there you go. Uh, we did get an announcement. I don't think it's necessarily an announcement for that has existed, but uh, Flashback Two was announced. For mm-hmm. all the PlayStations, Xboxes, Switch, and PC yep. uh, for winter release. So that'll be out uh, later this year. So they're bringing back that kind of classic cinematic platformer mm-hmm. uh, with some little bits of gameplay they seem to have in there. show like a little bit of 3D movement oh, around yeah. in some of these areas and shooting at dudes. So that could mm-hmm. be neat. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Witchfire was another game that's shown that. Uh, I believe it comes from a studio that worked on Painkiller and Bulletstorm. Uh yeah, it's a couple of people from People Can Fly. So yeah, it's uh, those guys. Yeah, they um, uh, working on this game is going to early access some point yeah. soon. Yeah, uh, just for Epic Game Store. Uh, and there's a lot of the action there also reminding me of Destiny. Some of the ways it's uh, handled and looked
3: for that. Yeah, so yeah. that's.
0: Uh a weird looking game, but very much like a dark fantasy game, which is uh what these people have worked on in the past, so there you go. Yeah. Uh, let's see the next one here, Fort Solace PC. No mm. date on it. Uh just announced that it's it's happening. I guess it's a horror game. The trailer didn't really convey that all that much. Yeah. But then they brought on two of the voice actors, Troy Baker and uh Was the other guy Roger? It was on Red Dead Redemption 2. The main guy Roger, I forget what his last name is, but the main guy from that game. So brought in these two voice actors to talk about it, kind of like a, almost like a, like, you know, movie actors would be talking about being pitched on a thing and then, you know, praising it in an interview kind of session. Not really much to go on there. Yeah. Uh, We got Routine, which. Was surprising to find out that that was a game that was announced about ten years ago, mm-hmm. just kind of disappeared mm-hmm. for a while. Now it's back. Yeah. I uh, didn't really see too much of what it is, but uh, you have this weird like video gun mm-hmm. uh, and these robots that are roaming around this space station thing. Yep. Kind of became a theme of a scary space horror game. Yeah. Of sorts. that's coming with all the Xboxes, PC, and Game Pass. No data or anything, so, yeah, that's kind mm-hmm. of that whole thing. Mm. Uh, and then we got Stormgate, coming from some yeah. ex-Blizzard uh, devs. Mm-hmm. Very much looked like that kind of thing, at least once I yeah. figured out that it was a real-time strategy game. Uh, oh, right, yeah. it just did not convey that initially. Yeah. Kind of just look like, oh, it's, obviously it's a third-person shooter. Kind of thing, but no, it's a free to play real time strategy game, yeah, Uh, with a very generic name, yeah, a logo treatment that made me think, oh, this is Warhammer, and then nope, Uh, so the other. I was gonna say, I was
2: gonna say, uh, Starcraft, but yeah, it's, um, that kind of thing, yeah, and and even its art direction looks very blizzardy,
0: yeah, but it still seems to be pretty early for what they're doing because they're. Planning to do a beta that you can, I think you can sign up for, uh, yeah. for next year. So that's like where they're at. Where they're like, uh, "We'll do a beta sometime in the next year." Mm. It's like a studio formed in the past year or so, so they're probably not that far in on it. But yeah. it'll be free to play, so you don't really have to spend any money on it. Nope. To check it out. So there you go. Uh, then we got High Water, which looked like a pretty interesting game. Uh, yeah, in the same universe as Golf Club Wasteland, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a weird little game where it takes place in a post-apocalyptic Earth. Some sort of climate change catastrophe has happened and wiped out a lot of people, but maybe not oh, yeah. everybody, as is a twist
4: yeah.
0: Uh But yeah, this is sort of set in that same world where uh, this seems to be like a turn-based strategy game where you're trying to uh, get around and, uh, you know, survive and make friends and do other stuff. I guess 100% clear what exactly you're doing all through this, but uh, it looks neat. Let's uh, say so i will be out on PC, on Steam, and Epic Games Store sometime later this year. Mm. Really for that. Uh, then we got American Arcadia. Yeah. That looked really interesting. It's a. A 2.5D platformer as well as a first-person puzzle game that seemed to Mm -hmm. very much be about a sort of dystopian, uh, retro-futuristic kind of Mm -hmm. city that is got a little bit of a Truman Show kind of vibes as you're trying to, I guess, break out of it. So televised utopia that uh, anybody that tries to break out is immediately you know crushed. Yeah. Uh, but you're the person that potentially is going to break out. That uh, kind of mm-hmm. thing. So you get a lot of like 2D platforming stuff to get around and solving some puzzles in there and all that. They're yeah. going to have some pretty good uh, voice acting in here with Yuri Lowenthal, yeah. uh, Chrissy Abachos, Sissy Jones, and some others in there. So, got yeah. some good, Got some good stuff there. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this just seems to have a. Uh, PC version on Steam, and then unannounced consoles that is also coming to no real date yet either, so that'll be a ways off, I guess, uh, before they're ready to talk about this. And then came probably the best trailer of the show. One that looked like it was aping the Dead Island 2 trailer from many E3s ago. That was the last we ever saw of that game. Where you have this dude sort of getting ready to do his run on a pier. As uh, zombies happen in the background in the original trailer, here it's these goats start just causing chaos. Mm-hmm. And you re- realize that oh, and it's announced Goat Simulator Three mm-hmm. because the joke is they just skip the two. Yep, make it a three. So that's a that's a fun fun little thing there, especially making a very in joke of hey this. We're spoofing a trailer of a game that never came out. Uh, So yeah, uh, that'll be all the PlayStations, Xboxes, and PC on a big game store sometime this fall.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a fun, playful little trailer. And uh, unfortunately for this show, it was like one of the top two or three things that happened. (laughs)
0: Mm. Yeah. But yeah, they seem to talk about like multiplayer is a big thing here, Uh, Mm -hmm. bigger sandboxes to explore more customization for your little goats and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's going to be fun to see. Mm-hmm. Uh Then we continue mm-hmm. on with Marvel's Midnight Suns. Not really much of a trailer other than saying, hey, Venom and Spider-Man are going to be in this. Mm-hmm. The bad guys. We also got another uh, Metallica song in this, though it was an actual Metallica song versus a cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it was uh, a good time and luckily that didn't uh, get any copyright claims on the on our uh, archive of our stream on that which was surprising it was the uh, mm-hmm. the little bit of the Black Adam trailer from The Rock that was the that caught it before I muted that and I think mm-hmm. one of the other games here had a song in the trailer that ended up tripping that I forget which one but that wasn't too bad but yeah that Marvel Sons. Still no Mm -hmm. gameplay. I don't know exactly how it plays other than it's got cards in it, as it Mm -hmm. means for deciding what actions you can do. So, you got that. That's coming to everything. Mm
3: -hmm. PlayStations,
0: Xbox, Switch, and PC October 7th. yeah, Uh, yeah, we did get some good news here. Neon White, the the weird game that mixes sort of speed-running, first-person shooter action stuff with Mm-hmm. Persona-like, you know, relationship, visual novel-type stuff in there. Uh, coming to PC and Switch. i will be out pretty soon, June 16th.
2: Yep, next week. Yep. Well, this week we'll check that out.
0: Gone. Yeah. it's in a few days, yeah. on a Thursday, so yeah, mm-hmm. that'll be pretty, pretty soon. People check that out. Mm-hmm. I played the demo for that on Steam, and that was a lot of fun. hmm and uh, the next game was uh, another another nice uh, little surprise see more of Midnight Fight Express that is coming mm-hmm. out PS4 Xbox 1 Switch and PC as well as Game Pass August 23rd that is a uh, a one dev game at least for most of its development i think they mm-hmm. said that he had hired some people to help him finish it and yeah mm-hmm. that'll be out uh, here in about 2 months or so uh, i played the demo for that on steam tried to play with the controller, and there were some weird bugs with that, where certain actions didn't seem to work, uh, despite the, the the demo acknowledging you know, the buttons, uh, that stuff, and some of the dialogue prompts wouldn't move on when I hit a button, so I had to get my mouse and click on it to get yeah. rid of it, a couple of things like that. But that game's uh, a lot of fun, really good action mm-hmm. design and all that the The most surprising thing is after you complete like a section, you get like a currency, a, a money out of it, mm-hmm. as well as scores. So there's like a leaderboard aspect there. But the money you can go and spend on like uh, clothing items to buy for your character, mm-hmm. as well as you can get like skins of different characters you've faced. Like I played a section as a training dummy uh, kind of thing. So I think there's some silly stuff in there as well as some of the Different enemy types, you can just skin yourself in that. Uh, there's like upgrade points you can get to give yourself new abilities and they make yourself a little more powerful, that kind of stuff. Uh, the combat also has some cool stuff, like you can pick up uh, weapons, police batons and bats and even guns to shoot some people. Uh, which have a limited amount of ammo, so once you run out, then you can just use the gun to hit people with as a weapon. Uh, but you can also pick up stuff in the environment to throw at enemies too. Uh, maybe make them stumble or something for an attack. There's you know bigger dudes that need you to kind of break their guard, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot to it, and it seems like it's going to be a very fun game, very kind of chaotic, and very kind of they're doing a good job of like the making every uh, good hit feel like a a solid hit on people. So
4: mm-hmm. that seems pretty
0: cool. Looking forward to when that's out. Uh, and then we got a Warframe uh, bit here where they talk about the next big expansion. It's called the De Veri Pro- uh, Paradox. Uh, mm-hmm. That'll be fully revealed at TennoCon on July 16th, so you can check that out. But if you watch the stream, uh, you got a free Warframe uh, if you attach your your account for that. So you can get that. Mm-hmm. And then we got to the the Hoyoverse segment, where they uh, showed off some more of Honkai Star Rail, Mm -hmm. weird little space action RPG thing Mm
3: -hmm.
0: that Mm -hmm. seems to only be on PC and mobile. I was trying to figure out like what the hell platforms is this on because it just does not explain it anywhere. Uh, But I eventually figured out, and it's a PC mobile game. Uh, You can Mm -hmm. go on their site and sign up for potentially doing. A beta thing later on. They're like giving away a PS Five for people that sign up for that. Mm-hmm. I assume they're going to bring us over to PS Four and PS Five at some point,
3: mm-hmm.
0: so they can get some more success, like they did for Genshin Impact.
3: Mm-hmm. And they followed it
0: up talking about their newest game, Zenless Zone Zero, ZZZ. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems to be same PC and mobile for the time being. That is yeah. sort of an urban action game, very anime. Uh for mm-hmm. the, the type of character designs and such they have there. But yeah, very oh, much yeah. heavy on the, the action stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, whereas Genshin Impact was more more Zelda esque kind of action stuff. This is going more for like uh like they referenced Adil signed up for potentially getting the beta for PC. And they mm-hmm. mentioned like, oh have you played stuff like Sekiro and stuff like that? And like, oh they're going for that.
3: Mm-hmm. Kind of level
0: of action, so yeah, that seems like that is something that's happened. So, you know, dates for any of these two yeah. games, just like, oh, these exist, and here's a trailer for you. Mm-hmm. So, it like they could be neat uh, little games. Is the, the ho verse, it's like what mm-hmm. they're putting all these games under mm-hmm. sort of branding for. So, there you go for that stuff. Then we got another surprise here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge got a big trailer here uh, showing off that hey there's a 7th member of the cast Casey Jones Yeah, ready to mess up some fools with you Mm -hmm. Uh, then also they have a 6 player co-op mode which is weird to announce when you have just announced your 7th character but uh, whatever but you can play with 6 people and uh-huh. just probably wreck fools unless they're giving them more enemies more health or something. But uh, uh-huh. that's pretty neat. And then also announced that it's going to be out June 16th, coming out here in a uh-huh. few days. Like it's 25 bucks for that. Like pre order is already up for Nintendo, uh, the Switch version. But yeah, that's out on everything: PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC. It'll also be on Game Pass, uh-huh. uh, so you can check that out uh, later this week. Mm-hmm. It's looking really good. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that uh, is out so soon. Uh, that was a highlight to see mm-hmm. here. Uh, this next game was a weird one to show Super People. It mm-hmm. uh, seems to be a PC battle royale that is on mm-hmm. Steam. trailer just did not really explain itself super well, other than maybe yeah. you're like people with like superpowers. Yeah. You also have guns, so I guess they're not that super. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they from the trailer, it said, like, the, the final beta is going to be happening on August 17th, so check it out. Mm-hmm. And I tried looking up more information on this, and it's not super clear. I'm mm-hmm. assuming these people are probably European, but I don't know. It's it was we're trying to find more information on this game. -hmm. Uh, The Steam page is there, so you can go follow that and see the stuff there. But yeah, that seems like it's going to be heading out to launch somewhat soonish. But yeah, the final video will be happening. Let's see. Human Gun got a trailer showing more. I think they said South American cultures are being added to it. That is the Sega Civilization style game. Uh, They also announced that that's coming to consoles. PlayStation, mm-hmm. Xbox, and Game Pass soon—very mm-hmm. big thing there. So, oh yeah. So who knows? But Capcom Arcade Second Stadium, got mm-hmm. a little bit in there. Saying that, oh, that's out July twenty second. PS four, Xbox one, Switch, PC. That is a pretty neat looking game. They have a big list of games in here, and it has a lot of weird stuff. Like there is Dark Stalkers, the Night Warriors, a couple of Dark Stalkers games which I thought was supposed mm-hmm. to be in that fighting compilation thing they're doing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: There's a couple of Street Fighters. Street Fighter, Street Fighter Alpha 2, 3, Street Fighter Alpha Warrior's Dreams, mm. Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, Super Gem Fighter. I was like, some of these games are in that big collection. They're also in this. They pay separately. I don't think they'll have some of the, the bonuses that they do in that uh, other collection. The safe states and all that kind of stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. But yeah, I
0: believe right now they have Street Fighter to The World Warriors free for the original Capcom Arcade Stadium. Free to check out. But yeah, the, the list here has got some weird stuff, like a couple of Ma- Mega Man arcade games
3: mm-hmm. that
0: were released. I was a little surprised to see that kind of stuff for Saturday Night, Saturday night Slam Masters. The big Mm -hmm. wrestling arcade game they put out at one point when people just did that.
2: Yep. Believe it or not, that was like a really big thing for arcades back in the day, were the uh, wrestling games.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this one has the character designs by Tetsuo Hara, famous for Fist Mm -hmm. of the North Star.
2: Yep. And uh, it also famously has uh, Mike Haggard as one of the Yank characters you can play he is a wrestler yeah for he was mayor he or he was mayor of Metro city he was a wrestler uh, and also I, if I remember correctly one of the funny things about that game was that um, if you manage to beat the game your uh character when, you know, as you're like you know in the ring celebrating your victory uh you get kind of invaded by like a a wrestling sort of staple who are physically meant to sort of represent the three main guys from fatal fury <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh yeah actually I wonder if they're gonna actually let the uh the sequel come over too because the sequel is actually just more of a straight up fighting game um but it's also pretty solid. The
0: Muscle Bomber Duo? Yeah. And Ring of Destruction? Yeah. There's two games that are sort of follow-ups. Oh, Muscle Bomber Duo, I guess, is the upgraded version, updated version of the original Slam Masters. Mm-hmm. Which gets rid of the single match mode. That's a good idea. But yeah, the, the character names sure are character names, like Biff Slamkovich. Mm. Gunlock, the great Oni, Titanic Tim. Yeah, those are
2: uh yeah, those aren't the original names. <laughs> yeah. Well, these are... The original names are much more Japanese. Uh yeah. those were the ones that they gave them after you know they localized the game.
0: Yeah. Alexander the Greater. Yep. King Rostamon. Mm. Oh god. A wild and feral like man who acts like a savage beast in combat. That's worse than it. He's always accompanied by his pet monkey. Freak, who happens to be his manager.
2: Yep. Because, uh, remember, this was like the... Yeah, well, remember, this was also like what... Unfortunately, what uh, a lot of black
0: wrestlers had to deal with back then. Yeah. Then they go and make a guy named J- Jumbo Flapjack.
2: Yeah, I remember that dude.
0: <laughs> and, yeah, the Scorpion. Yep. Scorpion,
2: who is... uh, The Scorpion, I believe, was actually the final boss of that game.
0: Yeah. Masked wrestler's true identity and history is shrouded in both mystery and darkness. He is also known to be the leader of the BWA, the Blood Wrestling Association. Yeah. I wonder what happens there.
2: Yeah. um, Yeah. I'm also pretty sure... I'm also pretty sure considering it's wrestling based there's probably at least a couple of Ultimate Muscle references in there as well. And I'm pretty sure at least one of those characters is a Jojo reference too. So
0: Yeah, probably Yeah. <laughs> well yeah, there you go. That is uh Capcom Arcade's second stadium. On mm-hmm. about a month or so. Yep. Then we gotta look at Metal Hellsinger. Yeah. A first person shooter based around metal music. Yep. It's a rhythm pro-
2: action game,
0: basically. Yeah, it's... Uh, let's see. It's going to be on PS5, Xbox Series, XS, and Steam, September mm-hmm. 15th. There's a demo out now on all the platforms. I tried to do a recording of the PC demo, and for whatever reason, it just was not running well on my system mm-hmm. with the uh, with the OBS running and all that, so that was kind of annoying, mm-hmm. but the, the stuff that was happening while I was trying to figure all that out seemed pretty neat. You play like a demon that's going to kill other demons to mm-hmm. I don't know, kill the devil, I guess. I don't know uh, what the whole story was. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you're uh, you got a, a cursor that has sort of two arrows pointing you know, left and right. And you mm-hmm. see little uh, versions of those sort of coming in from the sides and you wanted to hit the shoot button or attack button. You sometimes have like a, a melee weapon Mm -hmm. to the beats and you get extra damage out of that and keep it up. You get a combo, all that kind of stuff. seems to work Mm -hmm. pretty well. Yeah. Despite the, the way the trailer like names off a bunch of like uh, metal singers and all that, the reason why it's not going to trip your any sort of content ID stuff is because they are all singing on, original music Mm -hmm. sort of stuff. So uh, they did make sure to mention on Twitter, the devs saying like, Hey, there shouldn't be any issues with content ID stuff. So feel free to stream and make your videos with this game. You should be fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have like Matt uh, Hefe from Trivium, Melissa White Glues from Arch Enemy, uh, Randy Blythe from Lamb of God, Tatiana Shmalek from Ginger, and I know uh, Serge Tonkian is one of the the highlight people for the, mm-hmm. the soundtrack. So a yeah. lot of good people there. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I didn't don't know all of their work very well, the music that mm-hmm. I was playing is very metal, very mm-hmm. typical metal kind of thing. So yeah, that seems neat.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, awesome. the, the weird thing is the they released this demo on the, the consoles, but the PC. Version doesn't work super well with the controller. It doesn't yeah. display like any buttons or anything. It was just kind of weird.
3: Mm. It
0: still worked, but I every prompt I had to figure out like, okay, wait, what's what's what would be this on a controller mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. So working with all the tech issues, that was sort of another another issue on top. So Saints Row had a thing, nothing really big there. They just said, hey, there's a boss factory demo. It let's let you create. Uh, potential main characters in their character mm-hmm. creator. I think they did that for yeah. Saints Row the Third as well. Mm-hmm. So, but it's a lot more bang- robust this time. Yeah, they showed like here's a picture of somebody who works on the team, and we recreated them in the game. It's like that's yeah. probably pretty easy when you're the people that make the tools. <laughs> make sure you add everything that you need to f- make them. So, yeah, that's the whole thing. Uh, they announced Warhammer 40k Dark Side, a first-person action shooter game, uh, is yeah. coming to Xbox and uh, yeah the new Xbox Series X and S and PC and Game Pass on September yeah.
2: 13th. Looks like it's a four-player shooter. Um, yeah, I think it has yeah, it's a cooperative shooter.
0: So yeah, they can. That's another Warhammer game. Yep, yeah. an actual one after the the other one that I thought might have been a a spoofful one. Yeah. But yeah, there's, that's, there's, then, uh, Bloober Team came on mm-hmm. to announce their next game as people around the world started freaking out that this would be the, uh, the vaunted Silent Hill game. Mm-hmm. That's, they've been dreading getting announced, and it wasn't. Nope. It was Layers of Fears, the yep. third game in the series that they don't have a three in there, just plural to everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, for all the new consoles and PC early next year. Hmm. I guess that's in Unreal Engine Five. So mm-hmm. there you go. And the last thing was the thing that also got leaked ahead of the show. That's The Last of Us Part One would be here, the remake of yeah. Last of Us uh, for PS5, and it's also coming to PC at some point. But PS5 yeah. version is September second. So it looks like here that they're basically like like
2: rebuilding all the graphics like from the bottom up. Is that what they're yeah. doing? Yeah, the, uh, um, the models have changed why? a good bit. What's that? Uh, I was like, why? They got a TV show.
1: They 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 definitely um, did everything from the ground up, uh, except for the cutscenes, which was why the trailer and footage they showed was pretty redundant. Because I mean, all of the all of the uh, cutscenes in the original game were you know pre-rendered anyway, so. When yeah. you show that side by side with pre-rendered stuff in the new game, there is literally no difference. So they really should have just focused on gameplay because that's where all the differences lie. And yeah, yeah like on on, on on that note, that was one of many reasons why it was pretty disappointing. But I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and
0: talk about it later. As well. Yeah. So that'll be happening on PS5 here on September 2nd
3: Mm-hmm.
0: They also talk about some other stuff there. They got the. The multiplayer thing that was going to be uh, just factions back when it was originally announced, uh, that was mm-hmm. going to be a standalone thing. They've said they've put a lot more time into it and has blown yeah. it up big time. So now there's like a story in it, uh, a lot of story stuff, new characters. And said so it's a bigger game than the other Last of Us games mm-hmm. uh, for what that is worth. So that's their big multiplayer thing. Mm-hmm. That seems kind of neat. So all they showed was just some, some concept art for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they uh, talked about the the show. there's another thing that is mm-hmm. happening, like supposed to be out early next year. Uh, for that, and announced that you know Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson, the the voice actors and performance capture uh, actors for Ellie and Joel, mm-hmm. uh, are also in the show obviously not reprising their own roles, but playing characters in that, in the show, on their own rights, and people have been speculating on what that is, mm-hmm. and all that, so, I don't know, but, uh, that seems like that's going to be neat, I'm curious to see some actual footage,
3: mm-hmm.
0: that a trailer or something, but yeah, the Last of Us thing seems like very much an opportunistic thing to have a flashy new version for their new console whenever that show hits.
3: Mm.
0: Seventy bucks is a lot for that. Mm. Having beaten the the remastered version a couple years ago, I don't have mm. any for that. That seems like very much for either the, the super hardcore that just replayed The Last of Us a lot. Uh for what mm-hmm. reason wanted a new version, new trophies to get. Uh that's a thing that they can do. We have all the PS five bells and whistles, haptic feedback adaptive triggers and all that for, for the mm-hmm. dual Sense and 3D audio and all that. Which I did see a lot of people like weirdly being like, oh, they're going to break this game up? Why are they calling this part one? It's like, because the sequel's called part two. Dude, you dumbasses. <laughs> like, they're going to make us pay $140 for the full story. It's like, no, they they already released that, you, you weirdos. Yeah. yeah, I
1: have no idea why people are even bothering to read into that. Like, yeah. the main thing that Honestly, like a lot of gamers who are into, you know, remaster. Well, this, this isn't even a remaster. This is a remake from the ground up. Like this is pretty much like, you know, what they've done to Resident Evil Two, except you know, it's, it's this this is on PS Five now, so it's a fully ground up game for PS, which is definitely mm. something like you'd appreciate, uh, especially if you haven't gone yeah. to The Last of Us yet. Um, but yeah, to package this up, seventy bucks when the original version on PS Three is fine. The remastered version on PS4 is better. In fact, you know I, mm-hmm. I played that to get ready for The Last of Us Part Two, and The Last of Us Part Two visually, you know, as far as its production, um, just blows everything out of the water. Like even as a PS4 game, that looks a lot better mm-hmm. than a lot of PS5 and Xbox Series X games that are currently out. And I can only imagine mm-hmm. that the original Last of Us will continue to push that. But at the same mm-hmm. time, seventy bucks—that's a lot of money. Uh, mm-hmm. for, they, they, they've, pretty much the movie, they've pretty much given the last of us the skyrim treatment of putting it on like they even said this game's going to come out on pc so
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah uh we're we're going to see like the most definitive version of that game available and again that's mm-hmm. great if you're a fan i am probably going to be fooled into it hoping that they make a better trophy list because i planned them to the second game but i did not put them either the original or the remastered game because mm-hmm. Both of those have really shitty trophy lists and they've they've definitely improved in that regard. But aside from mm-hmm. that, there isn't much here. Like there there is no director's cut. There is no version where, you know, Druckman and whoever it may be uh to talk talk about like, you know, the ins and outs of making this game, which would have been cool. Um there 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 should be a lot of like behind the scenes content. Um and, this package and, and there isn't like they, they they've gone on and sold a bunch of uh, or they're offering a bunch of special edition versions that offers a whole bunch of like different kinds of knickknacks, and you know for the most hardcore of the fan base that's great, but you know what i i i, I, I don't want to say that I expected more, but you really wish they did, especially like in regards to the last of Us part two like this that only means this will eventually come to p s um. Mm-hmm. You know Naughty Dog goes and does this, but we've never seen Gorilla uh, go ahead and re-release uh, Horizons or not. They, they, they could have easily gone, gone gone too. So this is a head scratching move. Just talking about you know the summer game fest event as a whole. You know ending with this is all sorts of disappointing. Uh, not not even going over the fact that this game was leaked in the morning.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. it was leaked
1: in the morning, and it sucks. And I feel sorry for PlayStation, and I feel sorry for Keely, but. This should not have been the one more thing. Uh, the fact that they did the one more thing and just continued talking about it just shows that Healy didn't have a whole lot to work with, and that's unfortunate. Because in this world now, where we think E3 is useless, it makes you wonder: if Infest is 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 useless too, because this presentation did not really have the hitters. Like, yeah, you had your you had your Call of Duty, but uh, aside from that, like the highlights, at least for me. Or this, even though it was leaked, and then Ninja Turtles, and I and the the Goat Simulator three trailer. And what's particularly disappointing is that you know they really really set this up for a lot of success. You know there there is no E three. Uh, this was um, presented in IMAX format in all sorts of theaters around the United States, and. The Rock was in it, but The Rock didn't even do anything. It, it it seemed like The Rock's intern told him, oh, yeah, dude, you have a five-minute spot with Keely. Like, you want to work on that? Like, oh, yeah, I'm working out, but let's go ahead and do it real quick. It all just seemed, like, really lazily done, and I know that Keeley is not a lazy person, and he actually packaged it, like, as well as he could, but this was a whole bunch of the stuff that is honestly better spent on a lot of the smaller presentations we saw in the weekend. Like, the indie presentations and the PC gaming show yesterday better than this and this is supposed to be the crown jewel of the summer event, it sucked. So that's how I feel about that.
0: Yeah, it felt like a show that was as good as it could be. Because it seems yeah. like there's not many big publishers that are involved with this. There's no Ubisoft or EA or... Mm-hmm. Activision Blizzard just brought out Call of Duty, and that's because they're doing their reveal stuff right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's... The last few years, their Call of Duty reveals have been later in the summer, even... Maybe like September ish
3: mm-hmm. uh, for
0: that stuff, and so yeah, then you're kind of left with a lot of stuff that either already had dates and were known about, like Gotham Knights and Marvel's Midnight Suns and Street Fighter uh, Six and that kind of stuff. And then you mm-hmm. get a lot of smaller games here, indie games. Even Nintendo did the same thing they did at the Game Wars. It's just like, I just put out a trailer with. Uh, a number of games that were already announced and just some dates just to remind you, like, oh, there's still stuff coming to the Switch uh, here in the near future kind of thing that uh, didn't really uh, make for a great show, but uh, if you're into smaller stuff and indies and all that kind of stuff, uh, there's definitely some decent stuff here with you know, Neon White, uh, Cuphead, New DLC got a little bit of gameplay there, but still same date and all that stuff. Some neat stuff on that kind of level, TMNT and Metal Health singer and that kind of stuff. But yeah, the a lot of the devs and publishers here didn't even bring great trailers. That made it hard to understand what sort of game it was or what was even going on. You know, the Stormgate trailer didn't even make it obvious that it's an RTS. The Aliens mm-hmm. trailer look make it look like oh they're making another Left 4 Dead after just doing that. Mm. Kind of thing, and you know, it's like a lot of this kind of stuff where it's like, what the heck is this? You guys just made bad trailers, and unfortunately, that seemed to be as good as Keely could do for Mm the show,
1: yeah. And like, I don't want to say it's because of like, you know, um, outlandish expectations, but you know, when you look at the Game Awards and you look a lot of the stuff that Keely uh produced over the past few years, months even, like he was able to get Elden Ring as a one more thing for his show. So, mm-hmm. like the the fact that like this is all he could do is like, you know, it, it's not even on him. It's 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 on the industry, and it just shows that you know while we question the relevance of E three, it feels like the rest of the industry doesn't really care anymore.
3: Mm-hmm. Like
1: if, if if State of Play didn't have the Summer Game Fest tag on it that it did at the beginning of the presentation, um, it's, it's it's just tough to see that this even moves a needle even a little. Again. When you when you when when you put your production on IMAX, it's supposed to be a big deal. Like, for example, like me and Chris were supposed to uh, stream this whole thing. Uh, was it Thursday or Friday? And you know, I yeah. missed like a good chunk of it because I had a bunch of meetings. And when I think about it, I, I didn't miss anything. So <laughs> like you know like what was the point? So yeah, like there there there's a lot to be desired. Again, this is not totally on Akili at all. He 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 did what he what he could possible with whatever he could do, but um yeah I mean like even his homie like Kojima wasn't even there they had to save him for Xbox and we'll talk about later, so I don't know it's 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 rough and um I don't I don't know how you come back from this but of course we have um we have Gamescom and uh, Game Awards to look forward to uh, later this year and uh, you know Nintendo could easily you know just change 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 the course by announcing their thing but we know that. They're not really official, an official part of the game. But probably just their usual June presentation. But again, like I wonder if these developers and publishers even find June important anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it seems like a lot of publishers are no longer wanting to do the you know fluff CG trailer to announce a thing that's years off. Uh, at mm-hmm. this point, they kind of want stuff that is more tangible, uh, more ready to. You know, package up in a marketing plan that's going to last for you know the next year or whatever mm-hmm. until its date is you know ready to hit, kind of thing. Versus you know, here's a trailer. It's kind of an idea. You know, it's, this is a field. It's Elder Scrolls Six. We'll see you in eight years when it's actually ready. <laughs> it's, you know, a lot of companies are like, we're not ready. And we're not willing to do that stuff anymore because it just makes people angry. You can look at like Xbox where they've announced so many of those kinds of games and you know, ones that made fun of trailers, uh, how mm-hmm. f- stupid trailers are. Uh, they're all the same thing. And then don't show up for two, three years, even just as a, a thing to remind you like, Oh, this still exists. Mm-hmm. Just have to, you know, uh, hope that their Twitter like mentions like, Oh yeah, this is still coming. Uh, but they have no concrete, like, gameplay or any information, that kind of thing, and publishers are at least wising up that they can't just do the E3 thing of just putting up a bunch of bullshit and seeing Mm -hmm. how long people's attention spans go. You know, like like a Neo that was announced for the PS3 originally and came out on the PS4 kind of Mm -hmm. thing, where you can change genres and all that big time, so that's kind of uh, Jeff is kind of at the mercy of the way game marketing for events like this has changed in the past year after you know microsoft announced a date for starfield a year and a half in advance and then failed to hit that Uh, you'll see the effects of that in the xbox showcase we'll talk about that then but that seemed to be a thing that's like scared every publisher out there of doing that
1: and i know Going to the Rock's gym, and the Rock's gonna talk to us without a shirt on, and pretty much just promoting Black Adam and Zoa. Nothing about like him showing up in Fortnite or anything like that. Like, you know, he 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 added zero value to this presentation. And like Keeley is a kind of guy that just go ahead and throw you know musical performances and various celebrities into his content in order to like get it some nice recognition because it's cool to see that celebrities are gamers, but it's. I am a huge Rock fan. I stand for The Rock whenever possible. The Rock is the reason why I wear sunglasses indoors. But he did not like go out for the for for the gaming community at all. Like this was just like a five minute last minute commercial to 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 just show up, show off his charisma. And you know, like like after seeing like people like Michelle Rodriguez and um, Vin Diesel over at the Game Awards repping hard for their stuff and. uh, you know, Vin Diesel's going to be an arc, like you know, it's I don't know. Like I think everything the Rock touches turns to gold, but I don't know. He the Rock just made this show worse. So shame mm-hmm. on you, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs>
0: well, I think that's more DC's doing, WB's doing, as you know, these companies pay for the the Rock to do his thing, which he did it apparently uh, after some workout in his gym, mm-hmm. and he's like hot yeah, his yeah, but, energy. I mean, drink. Like,
1: one of the most iconic moments in gaming, especially in regards to. So when, he, when, he, when he unveiled the ex with the build you know, obviously that was The Rock being The Rock, and now Dwayne Johnson. This is somebody who have really moves the needle as uh, people positive attention. You know, this, this is somebody who, for some reason or another, people actually want to run for a presidential celebrity role. But um, yeah, it's I don't know. It, it all just left a sour taste in my mouth. Mm, yeah. You know, when I watched it and watched it and finished it with you, I thought, I thought, okay. Then when I went ahead and tried to rewatch it, I couldn't do it. It was, it was just, it was too long. But like, the content just wasn't there. As you mentioned, like the fact that there were no dates, no, it just really soured the experience, especially coming off of a state of play where they expected nothing and they brought everything.
4: Yeah.
0: This,
1: this, this was just unfortunate.
0: Yeah, but, you know, we got other shows here that has some interesting stuff. Uh, later on Thursday, Devolver held their Devolver Digital Marketing Countdown to Marketing 2022. Which is just some very silly fun making fun of uh, corporate consolidation and the metaverse and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, as uh, Goichi Suda, Suda51, uh, was mm-hmm. the sort of face of this robot. Or at least he was the, the mm-hmm. screen, the AI screen uh, representation of this robot that he was controlling, doing like starting an actual countdown mm-hmm. uh, at the uh, beginning of it before, you know getting out of control and threatening to kill everything uh, before mm-hmm. deciding to save the world, I guess, or something. Uh, they ended with a never-ending never, uh, a never ending story reference, mm. which is a hell of a thing to do in 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know. But uh, they did announce some, a handful of cool games here. Uh, there's Cult of the Lamb, which we've known about for a while, but they uh, announced that it'll be out on all the PlayStations, Xboxes, Switch, and PC August 11th. There's a demo out now on Steam. I played a, a good bit of that. Uh that is a lot of fun for a game. It is kind of uh what if you had the binding of Isaac, but you are getting a you're getting a lot of materials and such out of you know going through and fighting through this dungeon and trying to mm-hmm. kill a boss uh to potentially recruit people to your cult, uh mm-hmm. back to your home base area, and then you use that to, you know, build uh new things to you know, lure more people there and do farming and all this other stuff. Uh, a little bit of like uh farming sim kind of thing or life mm. sim, whatever you want to describe it. Yeah. Uh, but it has a really nice style to it. The combat's pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. A nice bit of uh, style to it. Uh, so yeah, that is that is out here in about two months. That seems neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they showed off Angerfoot. Uh, a new it- game from, uh, what's the studio here? that did this, uh, Free Lives, Mm -hmm. uh, which I believe worked on a few other games. Let me just double check. Yeah, they worked on Gorn, the VR game, combat Mm -hmm. game, uh, as well as Terra Lives, or Terra Nil, uh, Mm -hmm. an ecosystem game, but this is a game where you just fucking shit up. uh, Mm -hmm. Going around shooting people, beating them up, kicking them with your anger foot, as it were. Uh, the story here is weird. Uh, Angerfoot is a lightning-fast, hard bat, hard base blast of kicking doors and kicking ash. Crash through the kicking ass. K- Crash through the caffeine-fueled fever dream of shit city. Mm-hmm. Put in the boot to a menacing menagerie of merciless gangsters. That's some good writing there.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Unleash the world's deadliest feet on a colorful cast of anthropomorphic enemies, tearing out the slum sewers and skyscrapers as you grab new weapons, unlock new sneakers. Upgrade your powers in absurd and wonderful ways. Kick and shoot your way to the exit. As you leave behind a smoldering trail of shattered doors, broken bones, and crumpled energy drinks. Which very much is the vibe that it puts out. Uh, very colorful. Uh, lots of dudes to beat up. There's a demo on Steam now. I haven't had a chance to play it, but it seems pretty neat. It's out next year. Seems to just be uh, Steam right now. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're uh, release elsewhere. But uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, Then they announced the Plucky Squire. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a 3D platformer of sorts where uh, see, PS5, Xbox Series, X, and S, Switch, and PC out next year at some Mm -hmm. points. Uh, But yeah, it's kind of uses the style of a sort of children's book Mm -hmm. of sorts uh, for that kind of style to it that uh, looks really neat. You literally have them doing some fighting in a, like, pop-up book kind of look. Yeah. Uh, and I believe they will also pop out of the book into, like, a 3D platformer. So you get mm-hmm. a little bit of that, uh, almost in a more stylish version of the way that, uh, you know, in yeah. Smart Odyssey, where you could pop into, like, a 2D bit there. Yeah. Some of the walls and such is kind of that kind of vibes at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're also kind of very much jumping around on uh you know like the the desk or the the floor of the the room kids' room you're in I think a little toy story there has a really nice mm-hmm. style to look to it that is a game I'm very much looking forward to and it's coming to all the new consoles switching p c sometime next year mm-hmm. so that is a, a fun little thing to see uh, and then they followed up with their the last new announcement for the show skate story coming to the p c mm-hmm. next year twenty twenty three that I believe, it's, yeah, the story here, you are a demon in the underworld made out of glass and pain. The devil has given you a skateboard with a simple deal. Skate to the moon and swallow it, and you shall be freed. hmm It looks like if you uh, made a trippy skate game. hmm It has a lot of the similar kind of uh, style to the, the way the controls and the, the skateboarding action looks to it, but everything else is just very weird. And mm-hmm. when you mess up your tricks and crash, your body just explodes into glass, shards mm-hmm. all over the place. Uh, so that very much seems like a Devolver kind of a story or a game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this comes from yeah. Sam Eng, who I believe has done some uh, other stuff here. Now let me see here. He previously created a game called Zarbot, mm-hmm. which is a, a weird little cube-based game. Hmm. Uh, so yeah there's that but it seems like he's very much been into skateboarding stuff of late mm-hmm. so yeah there you go that's his weird whole thing mm-hmm. now like neat and that kind of kept a, a very fun little show from Devolver Digital a lot of interesting mm-hmm. looking games that stand out big time and that's just kind of their style uh, for that stuff mm-hmm. and yeah, Day of the Devs was also another thing That's, I think, happened right after the Summer Game Fest show. I had Mm -hmm. a a bunch of cool-looking stuff here. Uh, I've got some of it here that looks pretty interesting. But yeah, there's a game called Time Flies, where you play as a fly. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is described as part open world, part flight simulator. Mm. Which is weird, but yeah, that's got a nice look to it. That's out next year, Switch, PlayStation, and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the more surprising ones here is a game called A Little to the Left on Switch and PC. Uh, mm-hmm. This has a demo on Steam now that uh, Dan Urbino unpacking, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, these sort of puzzly kind of game about just unpacking all these shit out of the boxes and figuring out where they go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is kind of like that. It's more organizational puzzles uh, like a table setting or a junk drawer. Or you got like a bunch of pencils and you got to organize them. Uh, But it's not.
1: We're talking about a little to the left, right?
0: Yeah. There's more smaller scale kind of puzzles to them. And Mm -hmm. some of these puzzles have multiple solutions, but it doesn't present to you, like, hey, what solved this thing exactly? It's just like you kind of mess around with it and figure, like, oh, these these things go like this. Okay. Uh, And occasionally uh, a cat just decides to come up and just your shit up yeah uh, just um, like real life <laughs> yeah
1: another interesting thing is uh, uh a lot of the puzzles there aren't really the most obvious thing and i actually got a pre kind of vibe because they, they all seem like a bunch of micro games um because all you do is like just do uh, you know just just slight uh adjustments to whatever you see there like whether it's you know lining up spoons by height or length and uh, that 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 sort of thing, or like you know, stacking books so that they're they're flush uh, under each other. Um, yeah, yeah, it was definitely mm-hmm. uh, cool to see.
0: Yeah, I was doing the the table setting thing, and a cat just kept coming up, just shaking it around. I'm like, fuck, I'm getting bullied by this cat constantly until I mm-hmm. figured out you had to like do your your setting like real quick, and then move it as the cat's paws starts to appear. Uh, you kind of mm-hmm. like preempt him, and then you finish it and kind of move it into the right place. Uh, but the junk drawer was kind of the most fascinating one. Cause you just look at it and it just looks like a huge mess. You have no idea how any of this stuff is supposed to go uh, before you figure out like, Oh, this, this one, it's like all specially made little uh, dense, this uh, like spaces in this tray. It's so, like, Oh, this one looks like where this like tape thing goes. Okay. So there's that. And then I was trying to figure out like, okay, there's, there's these dice that obviously goes in this hole. That looks like that same size. But then there's not enough for all the dice. It's like, okay. They're like, oh, there's a specific place for everything, but you just don't have an idea how that works until you start (laughs) putting stuff down that you know fits. And then everything else starts making sense as you go. And it's like, oh, this is a really cool puzzle uh, here. And yeah, they mentioned in the the demo, like, oh, there's like potentially like daily puzzles or maybe stuff you'll knock on the daily kind of thing and more stuff that's in there. Uh, so it seems it's going to be a more substantial thing. But yeah, it looks really neat. It's out sometime this year. I don't know any more than that, but that looks like a, a very fun kind of chill game to check out. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, yeah, what else do I have here? There's Escape Academy, which is a weird game I wonder about. if they added a
1: demo to that on Steam. Yeah, it. it's
0: on Steam. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. No, but uh, uh, a, de- a demo, though?
0: Yeah. For a little to okay. the left, yeah. I'll, i play
1: that. I'll check it out. Um I will say this though like um with with all of the uh the focus on the uh, Steam and PC games from these these presentations having a Steam Deck has been a godsend because you can just go ahead and download there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're doing a Steam Next Fest next week or this week where they're going to have a ton of demos mm-hmm. out for various indie games, so these are the ones that just came up this week. Yeah. Uh so there probably be more for a lot of these PC games coming up here in the next few days. Uh, for people to check out. But yeah, there's like Escape Academy, which is a, a weird game made by people that made uh, you know, arcade machines and stuff for uh, entertainment centers and escape room stuff as well. And then the pandemic hit and they couldn't do that for a while. Mm-hmm. So they decided to make a game about a school of solving escape room puzzles mm-hmm. of sorts. So you go to this big whole weird school and find like secret paths and all this kind of shit that ties into, like, escape room stuff, which is a little weird, because escape rooms are essentially real-life video game puzzles. Mm -hmm. And to make a game about an escape room, that's just, like, these are all puzzles that would be in a normal game, but they're abstracted to be in, like, a, a physical place that now is a digital place. That's just kind of a whole weird thing. The way that that is kind of so recursive, but... That'll be happening on all the PlayStation Xboxes PC in July 14th. Uh, There's Bear and Breakfast, a uh, game about being a bear, running a bed and breakfast. Self-explanatory. Also seems to get weird at times, so there's that. Yeah, that that
1: game has been, like, on top of uh, a lot of, like, indie most wanted lists for a couple years now, and um, Mm -hmm. yeah, there is a lot to that game. That that game has a lot of, uh, as far as um, customization options for that and breakfast, or whatever you want to call it. There's a lot to do outside too, and it's like a lot of
0: the dialogues. Yeah, mm. yeah, that'll be happening in Switch PC July 28th, so about a month and a half away. So there you go. Mm. Uh, Roots of Pacha PC that's coming out in sometime later this year. I played the demo for this. Uh, this mm-hmm. is one of those uh, Stardew Valley type of games. Mm. Uh, we are going around talking to people, doing your farming. Uh, There's a demo out now for it that lets you play eight days. It's even Stardew Valley in the sense of Mm -hmm. uh, instead of like strict, you know, month and days kind of thing, it's more seasonal. You know, like 30 days per season kind of thing to do. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you got people you can talk to, build relationships and all this, but it's set in prehistoric times. Mm -hmm. And you have no money to earn or anything. Uh, It's more providing, you know, food and fruits and vegetables and other stuff to the community, the communal mm-hmm. like container that is sort of your currency there. You'll get people asking you, you to do stuff. Uh, and I also mm-hmm. have like a flute that I went to the forest and played for animals and you can build relationships with animals as well. Not in a romantic way, but in more of a friend of the animals kind of way, you give them, yeah. you know, fruits or vegetables as gifts kind of thing. And eventually they'll become friends with you. And I, I assume you mm. can like ride them or something. I don't know. Mm. But yeah. Not you with, a, not with an
3: animal.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, who knows? But the weird thing is like the, the characters, despite being kind of like prehistoric kind of vibes and the way everything looks, like a lot of your characters look like modern people and the way their hair and all that is. Mm. It's like a whole weird like modern conceit instead of just making a bunch of people look like old ass tribal people did but uh, a lot of everything else was very Stardew Valley in terms of they give you a field that's full of weeds and uh, broken wood and uh, rocks and shit. You got to bust up to be able to plant stuff there Mm -hmm. and it'll take a take you a while. You'll run through all your energy. If you do it, Uh, try to do it all at once uh, for a day, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, that's pretty nice. That'll be out later this year. It's, one of many Stardew Valley clones that are coming out. Yeah. That game caused a huge wave of people like, hey, I should make one of those, not spend 10 mm-hmm. years doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. That's that's a demo worth checking out. Uh, they give me mm-hmm. a couple hours of stuff to do. I put up a video just playing like 20, 30 minutes of it. Seeing a lot of the nice stuff that it's doing. Uh, then the NIAD was the thing that got shown and that looks like a really cool game uh it is oh, a game yeah. where you are controlling a naiad which is sort of a like a water nymph type of creature or something like that yeah uh yeah water nymphs said to inhabit a river spring or waterfall mm. that's uh, it's coming to ps5 ps4 and pc uh q3 2022 no idea when that's Is but it's a game about nature where you're this naiad sort of swimming in the river and you're kind of floating around through it uh, and you're seeing signs of civilization encroaching on you roads and all this and you'll notice like the water darkening and becoming dirtier in places uh, and getting clearer in others where you know humans haven't been to and trashed it up
3: so it's Mm. kind of one of those
0: games about environmentalism and all that. Uh, as you're kind of making friends with other creatures in the the river, fish, frogs, and butterflies, and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, and help them out, and all that kind of stuff. It seems like it's broken up into episodes of sorts, yeah, sixteen of them. So those take place in different areas. So yeah, uh, made by a solo dev. So yeah, that's yeah. that's a, a neat looking game. Has a very striking style to it. Mm-hmm. As you're kind of exploring these areas and kind of a very chill game, just occasionally solving some puzzles and being like, man, those humans are assholes. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And the last, or no, the second to last one they showed here, a game called Shim. That is mm-hmm. a really neat looking game. It is a platformer, but uh, the main conceit is that you are a sort of like shadow creature that has to jump between the different shadows mm-hmm. around you, so you're like Seeing people stand around, you can jump between them, and occasionally like having to follow in the, the shadow of a vehicle that's moving around, you know, all the kind of stuff. Yeah. So, what's uh, really neat for what that is? pretty cool looking yeah. game. Uh, that's just coming out the PC. No date or anything for it. And yeah, the last uh, yeah. one that stood out to me is a Kickstarter game coming to the Switch and yeah. PC called Little Nemo: Adventures in Slubberland. Yeah. basically based on the sort of Old school comic series,
2: that very old school. It's like one of the first major comic strips that was ever published widely in newspaper. And uh, weirdly enough, it actually
0: holds up <laughs> very yeah, well. well I'm,
1: I'm 33 and I don't even know what this
0: is. Oh. yeah, there is a classic game on the NES that was about this yeah. series that is an NES game, so it's very frustrating and hard. Uh, oh, yeah. There's an animation movie that was sort of that half is... made by a Japanese studio and an American studio that mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg produced. Yep. That was based on that. I think the property is in the public domain now, so people can do whatever with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this, this game looks pretty neat. And yeah, it's kind of a Metroid-y kind of game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it has a really nice style to it. At least from what they're showing in this you know, a uh, Kickstarter uh, sort of video thing they're doing. Uh, mm-hmm. It also has a soundtrack made by one of the people from Anamonaguchi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's got a nice little touch there. But yeah, that's on Kickstarter right now, I think 20 bucks at least to ensure yourself a copy of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that, they seem like they're going to hit their goal.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's a $65,000 goal. They're almost at 35000 with 18 days to go, so they'll probably hit it. Maybe not go super high or anything, but mm-hmm. you know, that looks like that shit hit. But yeah, that looks neat, and that was the Day of the Devs, uh, another one of those indie shows that uh, just seem to show a lot of cool and weird stuff. I didn't even talk about the weird game where you pick mm-hmm. up a bunch of bones and make friends and pets for yourself. It's just fucking yeah. weird as hell.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh
0: that kind of thing, but yeah, there's uh, that 2 Charles game got showed where it's the weird spider train that stalks you around this island. It's mm-hmm. too fucking scary. I don't, don't want to fuck with that mm-hmm. game. Uh, but yeah, like, the, the big theme I saw for all of these events is that, you know, these indie games look fucking great, and they're way more interesting than the, the big mm-hmm. publisher games most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, for that, and a lot of them have actual dates. They're coming mm-hmm. out soon, uh, for the most part, along with some that mm-hmm. aren't. But that's the nature of indie devs. Is sometimes you're early, sometimes you're late, sometimes you just mm-hmm. take as long as you need to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was the the Day of the Devs show. It was our tenth anniversary for starting the whole Day of the Devs thing.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, they had little
0: bits of Tim Schafer, like in party hats and such. And I think he had more each time he showed up on his head, Mm -hmm. so, you know, doing that kind of fun little thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, there were a bunch of indie events going around. I didn't have time to look at all of them, but I did see a bunch of cool announcements for games, Mm -hmm. for indie stuff, so, yeah, uh, I have a list here of just various ones that happened. There's the Entropy Center Mm -hmm. that's coming to all the PlayStations, Xboxes, and PCs sometime later this year. Uh, It is described as a first-person puzzle game, with a time manipulation mechanic that it's built around, but yeah. you're not really dealing with time going forward, you're uh, moving and affecting objects to affect how they reverse in time to solve yeah. puzzles. It looks really, really weird in action, but it looks really neat. Kind of spin on the like portal uh, kind of style of puzzle game, so that'll be happening out uh, later this year. Uh, looks really neat. So there you go. Uh, then there's Paper Animal RPG that is said to be having a Kickstarter sometime this summer. Uh, announced yeah. that they are coming to all the PlayStations, Xboxes, Switch, and PC. Uh, Paper Animal RPG, probably guess what their main inspiration is Paper Mario. Uh, that is very much what it's going on. Uh, also, with a little bit of Pokemon Mystery Dungeon yeah. to it as well. Uh but yeah, that's so it's like a, an RPG roguelike kind of game. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, that that one that one also uh caught my eye. Like as you mentioned, it's a it's a roguelike game with a lot of uh, Paper Mario uh esque things in its visual style. Um one of the main things that I wasn't that big a fan of is a lot of the atmospheres uh, seem pretty samey, but this is definitely something I'm I'm keeping my eye on. And it was definitely one of the uh funner things that I saw from the uh the wholesome direct. Uh not something that we went uh in, in in detail on but out of everything that was shown i actually added 15 games to my team was because of this event alone so uh if you yeah. if you don't if you have some time definitely check out the wholesome direct that, that that's that's something that focuses on games that are like uh more low key and like nothing like super intense like all these games define chill and these are these are the kind of games that uh speak to me and i'm looking forward to uh a lot of uh what's being shown there and um they also like sell a shirt that were 100 of the um Proceeds uh go go uh go to this charity for um helping out games just uh uh get off the um the hard end as far as like getting ready for publishing and you know finding headcount an and whatnot uh, There's some some very good stuff there,
0: yeah mm. yeah, and uh the next thing here, power wash simulator is finally hitting one on steam on <laughs> July fourteenth it is going to also be coming to all the xboxes and windows ten the windows mm. store whatever uh but that is uh, great to see. I've been playing this game for the better part of a year. And, yeah, they've mentioned in their little FAQ on their, their early access page on Steam
3: mm-hmm.
0: that uh, they are going to be raising the price a bit. Uh, it's 20 bucks mm-hmm. right now, uh, so I assume it'll probably be 30 or 40 bucks. Uh, but I believe I've seen that after Final Fantasy XIV, this has been the most uh, successful game Square has had mm-hmm. in the past year or so. Uh, just to show you, like, what they've had going on, as is part of their Square Enix collective, sort of indie publisher thing. Uh, but yeah, they're hitting 1.0. They're gonna be adding more uh, maps to it with that update to finish up the story. Uh, mm-hmm. They said their their biggest map yet is going to be in that bunch, uh, as well as just various other things that are uh, happening. They're gonna have achievements, all sorts of things, uh, and that's great to see. I'm excited for this. Uh, this will probably be my game of the year. It's just been such oh. a fun game, and this has been one of the most played games of the year. I've got 65 hours here on Steam in this oh, for the past year, and <laughs> uh, that's not even a finished game. So, uh-huh. yeah, that's been fun. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Uh, let's see. Next up here, Serial Cleaner is the sequel to Serial Cleaner, uh-huh. a solo uh, game. This one's the plural sequel. Uh, because Mm -hmm. there are four characters in this game coming to all the PlayStation's, Xboxes, Switch, and PC on September 22nd. Mm -hmm. Uh, That'll be... uh, It is a stealth game of sorts, where you're playing characters that are trying to clean up crime scenes involving uh, probably mob or mafia-ish kind of uh, groups, targets, whatever. Uh, So you're trying to clean up those things while the police have gotten all over the place, you're trying to do stuff and stay out of the police's vision, all that kind of stuff. This one has more of a a 3D look to it, uh, but looks really neat uh, for the sequel, so yeah, that'll be happening in September to uh, check out. So there you
3: go.
0: Uh, Let's see, also on the way here in about a month, Time on Frog Island is an indie game that is Uh, Coming to see all the PlayStations, Xboxes, Switch, and PC. That is, yeah, yeah, you're a frog sailor that is shipwrecked. Or no, no, you're a person. Uh, Your sailor is shipwrecked on a strange island after a terrible storm. Finds your boat in ruins, and so you're, you know, essentially trying to fix your boat and go home. Mm -hmm. Uh, But along the way, you find all sorts of weird shit happening on this island. Uh, All the locals seem to be frogs speaking a weird Mm -hmm. language. And you know aren't gonna just help him out you know without any uh him doing any work, so you gotta mm-hmm. put your work in earn your way home mm-hmm. all the while it's spending some time on frog Island, I guess mm-hmm. there you go yeah, so yeah that's uh that's that one uh next up here, there's a platformer called Tinykin.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That is, yeah, coming to everything: PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC. August thirtieth. Mm. Uh, this is a game about this character Milo arriving on Earth. Find out that he's very small, mm. and everybody's gone. And a day hasn't passed since nineteen ninety-one. Mm. Uh, they somehow shrunk. I guess. Uh, team up with this mysterious, tinykin characters that are even smaller. Using mm-hmm. unique powers to create ladders, bridges, explosions, a lot more. Maybe a little bit of uh, Pikmin there or there's other games that have that kind of stuff there. Uh, but yeah, You're kind of exploring a lot of these like really tiny areas and cities and such that yeah. have ants and insects and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Find a way through the game. It sounds interesting. Yep. Uh, there you go. And the last one here, a game called Turbo Golf Racing. Mm. Uh, this is a game that I did a video for yesterday that mm. is hey you know rocket league that mm. is uh, emulating soccer uh, what if you did that for golf mm. yeah uh, where it's a player matches where essentially everybody start, starts on one side of uh the the hole that you're playing on and you're hitting your ball across the uh, the grass and all that to try to get mm. into the I- hole uh, before everybody else and it's got a lot of the same controls as Rocket League, uh, though. From my time playing it, it they were just off enough uh, to be a little frustrating at times. Uh, but that's probably a little bit of me having a thousand hours in Rocket League, having the muscle cool. memory of that, and this game controls just a bit differently that it's uh, a little frustrating.
3: Cool.
0: Uh, along the way, they've got a demo out now. You can check it out to play until I think the twentieth that has its own like battle pass in it to unlock. Mm. Uh, some stuff that I assume you'll get to keep when it hits uh, launch uh, in early access on August 4th uh, for Xbox and PC. It'll be on Game Pass as well uh, for mm. that. And yeah, the the weird thing is that uh, for all the, the cosmetic stuff, the thing that kind of changes the, the gameplay a little bit is you can get these cores that you can equip that give you like extra uh, stat boosts or uh, bonus abilities or stuff like that. That I felt mm. like uh, this gives an unfair advantage to the people that have been playing for a while versus mm. those that are starting and you know don't have any of that stuff. Uh, they do have a shop that you can uh, buy stuff from. I don't think the currency is the currency you can buy because you get some of it from just uh, playing the game. It has like little mm. battlefield esque like badges you earn for, like, oh, you spent the most time in the air, or you did uh, the most flips, that kind of stuff, uh, for that. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of the uh, the fun little thing there. Yeah, the game's uh, pretty fun. Looking forward to seeing some more of that. But, yeah, that is uh, going to be happening here soon. Right. Uh, this, let's say the early access period is going to be about 12 months. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll have matchmaking cross-platform play. I assume we'll come to the other consoles at some point, because they're going to probably want to do that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Turbo Golf Racing, Xbox is open it'll be there. Rocket League.
1: I'm not the mm. biggest Rocket League. This this definitely uh, caught my eye. Um, mm. the, the 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 gameplay looked reminiscent of uh, the speed golf mode in Mario Golf Switch, mm-hmm. and um, except you know, you're instead of uh, having Mario and Luigi run, you're using cars and. Um, the, the the beauty of it is obviously like, you know, you all want to get your, um Sorry. Was, was it um, everybody getting their own balls into the hole or was it one ball? Balls. They're of, all, they're all so, ghosts. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So everyone has their own balls to, uh, to put in the hole. And then the cool thing is uh, aside from like the various power ups for your vehicle, you can actually also um, run into the ball to put it through these like loops to have them go through the course faster. And uh, yeah, it was definitely a, Definitely a sight to behold, and I look forward to trying this one out.
0: Mm. it will be out in uh, a month and a half or so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's kind of the, all the the announcements there. Uh, before we get to the Xbox and Bethesda game showcase, that mm-hmm. was certainly a showcase of stuff. And as we, as I said earlier, the the big issue with uh, this showcase and like the the summer game fest is that. Uh, for the, the bigger games, they're not ready to announce dates because they don't want to get any sort of backlash for delays and all that kind of stuff. So a lot of the stuff here does not have any sort of definitive dates. They even spend a lot of time just saying, oh, this will be out this month.
3: Mm-hmm. Even
0: if that's September or October, it's like, this sh- you should be almost done with this. You should have a date in mind here. It's weird that you're not mm-hmm. announcing it for a lot of this stuff. Uh, so that's kind of the, the the weird thing that I noticed throughout this. Uh, and yeah, we also have a bunch of stuff that are console launch exclusives, and almost everything is in Game Pass in this whole thing, except for like two, maybe three games, uh, oh. I think. So yeah, that's kind of the uh, thing here. They announced a lot of stuff that's just for their own things. So yeah, that's... Uh, whole thing. So we'll start working our way through this showcase. Mm. Uh, They showed off some Redfall, some actual gameplay. Yep. Uh, Yeah, it's a lot more uh, jokey than I was expecting it to be. very much looks like they're doing the Saints Row kind of thing.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, if you watch the trailer, if you watch the trailer, it was a very jokey thing, so... Yeah, a little bit.
4: Yeah, yeah, I mean, this
2: is
1: like, uh, the thing that says this game is hipsters on these, whatever it may be, so, like, that's all cool. Again, like, a lot of the Xbox stuff, when it comes to putting on the sizzle reel, like, it, it wouldn't be an Xbox sizzle reel it's some first-person or third-person shooting there, so with the fact that they can they can throw in some attitude, even though we, we already get it,
2: yeah. here's a bore. Definitely.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and this, it just also seemed like, here's a co-op shooter that you can yeah. do. The Simon's Vampires, that have massive callers mm-hmm. they're I guess they're hipsters some of them are uh, but yeah that's kind of the whole thing you know, the different characters have different abilities and they try to introduce all that kind of stuff It mm-hmm. seemed a lot of, like what that Saints Row reveal trailer looked like you know, the way a lot of the characterizations done here uh, for that it's like oh okay this might be something I play for like 30 minutes to an hour and then stop playing ever again
3: just trying mm-hmm. out,
0: but stated for twenty twenty three. That's it. It's so all the further they get after they delayed it earlier this year. Uh, then the first time that uh, Phil Spencer said, "You know what? Fuck the Nintendo Switch and all the people that like it. Uh, we're gonna mm-hmm. have Hollow Knight Silk Song on our show mm-hmm. uh, and tell you that it's coming to uh, Xbox and PC Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, no date or anything, and just saying, fuck you." You wanted it on your direct. Got mad for the past two years every time it didn't happen. Here it is. Mm. Buy an Xbox, you idiots. Yeah. And, like, the the funny thing about the whole like, Nintendo
1: joke is that, you know, along with the Nintendo direct, come the indie world presentations, which pretty much opened opened it up to like these kinds of announcements. And like the indie world presentation is where we've seen games like Ori and. Uh, Company, show up and Nintendo stuff. So you know everyone's waiting for some sort of appearance, but just isn't it's on Xbox. Here we go.
0: Yeah, yeah. I assume it's coming to PlayStation and Switch as well, but the, I haven't seen any tweets from Team Cherry about that. So this just seems like a very much like one of those. Hey, here's the game in action. We'll see you later. Mm. This is all you want, I guess. Yeah as people have been just wanting a date. and It's like, oh, that happened with Hollow Knight as well, as they just kind of, you know, just worked on it until it was ready and then announced the date then. But yeah, let's see. Next up here, they announced a new game from Squanch Studios, or whatever the that uh-huh. studio's name is, the, the Justin Roiland Studio, uh-huh. uh, maker of Rick and Morty. It's uh-huh. a game called High on Life that very much looked yep. like uh, what if we had uh, Borderlands, but uh, with Rick and Morty jokes all throughout it? Mm-hmm. Instead of Borderlands jokes. Uh, that one's a console launch exclusive, Xbox PC Game Pass coming out in October. That's as close as they got to a date. And they had a little bit of. Uh, what was the Odd World game where you're playing the, the Hunter Dude? Like the different creature guns. Uh, odd World. Stranger's Wrath. Yeah, that that seemed like a big influence for this. Cause that's a lot of the, the guns talk to you. Yeah. And like Rick Morty jokes, and a lot of them have different abilities and such, and that seemed like a, a big thing they were kind of uh, influenced by, which is kind of a, a whole thing there. It looked neat, but it was very much kind of one of those things like, oh, this is a, a weird thing to put in your showcase.
3: Mm-hmm. I guess because
0: it's coming out somewhat soon. That's the thing you can put on Game Pass. So, there you go. Uh let's see. And then they made a very weird announcement about these Riot games coming to Game Pass or something. There's like a big partnership mm-hmm. with Riot, makers of you know, League of Legends and Valorant and the various League of Legends spinoff games they've done of sorts. And the trailer, I watched the trailer again and read this article on the Xbox Wire and I'm trying to figure out what the hell this announcement actually is. Because mm-hmm. it's the say here, the Riot games and Xbox communities are coming together to bring amazing content for Game Pass members.
3: Mm.
0: And then it doesn't explain anything other than uh, it says, like, for League of Legends, for the PC, all champions unlocked. So it's like, do you uh, get in that League of Legends launcher? Uh, it might be the Riot launcher at this point. That you like connect to your Xbox account and they tell you, like, hey, this person's on Game Pass. Unlock all the champions for them. Kind of yeah. Thing. It's the same for for these other games as well. Mm hmm. Unlocking like, all the characters for them, that is like the main thing you're paying for. Mm. And yeah, the trailer goes like, oh, you... there's all these games. And it's like, wait, are they actually coming to Game Pass? So you don't have to play them on the the, the Riot Launcher? Or what's going on here? And it just it seems super vague. And <laughs> in this article, they're like, In the coming months, we'll share more about the partnership and how members can access the Game Pass content. And it's like, Mm. okay. It seems like a big announcement, but Mm. they're so vague on the details that I'm just confused because I know there's also a a version of League of Legends that they're bringing to consoles. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure if that's part of this. I don't think it is. Wild Rift is the mobile version of League of Legends. And there's the card game, and they're like, hey, let's make Hearthstone but League of Legends. And there's Teamfight Tactics, which is the auto chess game that is League of Legends. Yeah, and Valorant is there. What if we did like Overwatch or Counter Strike Go? But yeah, League of, uh, not League of Legends, but their kind not of thing. Not League of Legends, there. but yeah, uh, that kind of thing where it's like they're all free to play, uh, but you pay yeah. for the like the characters that are in them. That kind of stuff. So. I don't know, it seems like a big announcement, but it's so full of missing details that I was just like, I don't know what to think of this. Mm-hmm. It probably cost Microsoft a lot of money, but they didn't say what that money is actually doing. Yeah. I assume it's just a thing where you can attach your account. And it's like, hey, this person's on Game Pass. They don't Maybe. have to pay hundreds of dollars for these characters anymore. And then it's like, what did they get out of it? What are you paying for then? Mm-hmm i assume there's like cosmetics and other stuff you can get out of it Mm. but it's just sort of weird i don't know
1: yeah like obviously this is a
0: big announcement um we're
1: we're also not the target audience for it but at the same time it's you you have to wonder like who this is really for i mean if you're a league of legends fan you're playing on pc and there's no reason to you for you to move on to xbox um uh Almost anybody, everybody I know with a gaming laptop who you know plays League of Legends has it there. There's no reason for them to get an Xbox Series S or X. No, yeah. I, I don't know if, it, if it's for the whole TV thing, but aside from that, like I, I don't really see how this really makes sense from to make any money. Also, Riot's already huge, so I don't know. It's weird, but if, if it pulls certain people into it, I guess that that, that could be cool. You, you have a bunch of League of Legends properties on Netflix uh, doing well who don't even play the game. Like I. I actually um, like that show. I've seen a couple episodes. I've never played any of
0: them. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it must just be a user acquisition strategy of like, hey, Mm -hmm. get Xbox stuff in front of these League of Legends people. Maybe they'll get the Xbox console, or you know, get the uh, get on the the Windows Store and the Xbox Mm -hmm. app on there and play some of those games uh, alongside League of Legends get on Game Pass and see all those games and all that mm. so that you could do on the mobile and PC stuff as well and as well and vice versa. Introducing Xbox people that don't try these League of Legends games uh, to try them out somehow, I don't know. Unless they're on PC, which like you could already do that before, but you know, it's kind of one of those games that is so huge, but you may not have ever met a person that's into those games. Or it may mm-hmm. not be a thing that is Publicly talked about like, you know, Call of Duty would be or you know, Smash Brothers, uh, like that. Especially because these games are especially like, popular in various parts of Asia and all that. Uh, so maybe different communities that they're just trying to connect in some way and make everybody money out of that. I don't know. It was a weird thing, and then they're like, "Oh, it's going to happen winter 2022." I'm like, "What? Mm. What is going to happen?" I guess still will announce, but. One of those weird things. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Then uh, they went to show off some uh, of a Plague Tale Requiem, the new game that is coming to everything. Yep. Well, the new consoles, Switch and PC, no PS4, mm-hmm. or Xbox One, uh, but also be on Game Pass, and it's coming out sometime this year. They only put a 2022, not even a month, so that's a little weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got a. Big presentation on the return of Forza Motorsport. Yep, as they showed off the a bunch of the new stuff they're doing tech-wise, which is like, okay, that's that's neat. I figured you were gonna do this because Gran Turismo does this, so it's a lot of the yeah. same kind of ideas. Uh, for that, uh, that's on uh, both Xboxes, PC, and Game Pass, Spring 2023. Like my thing was like, the big problem with the last few games is that the the campaign was just kind of the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the thing that needed more of a shakeup than the tech. Mm. I mean, the tech was just more like, ah, oh, it looks a little bit better. That's cool. Whatever. Uh, but yeah, this will be I think the first motorsport that's on Game Pass since they started doing the whole day one thing. Mm. Uh, so there you go for that. Uh, and then they went for a whole weird announcement of Flight Sim 40th Anniversary Edition, mm-hmm. another, like, edition. So the thing they do on Game Pass is they, every time they add a big update, they, like, change what the, the name of the game is a little bit, and the box art and all that, to mm-hmm. they acknowledge this new content, but then try to say it's, like, a new thing. It's like, oh, this is on Game Pass again. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's weird, but, yeah, part of this thing, they're doing some neat little stuff where they'll have, like, the the old planes, like the I think the Wright Brothers plane is on there. The Spirit mm-hmm. of St. Louis, like famous old planes and a bunch of other stuff in there. Uh, that update will get yeah. in November at some point. Then they ended it by showing uh, the Pelican from Halo. Uh, Infinite, mm-hmm. I guess, the, the one from the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, is also coming to flight sim, and it's out now. Yep. So you can fly a plane that was meant for space flight. And weird, and just I guess it simulates that. Mm. You can kind of go up into the the higher parts of the Earth's atmosphere into like as much space as they'll let you in this game, so you can kind of do some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they went to Overwatch two, show that off. Yep, yeah. uh, and that that trailer was weird because it was like, what are they showing off here? And they said it was out oh. October fourth. Didn't mention it was free-to-play, going free-to-play. It was going into early access October 4th, but that is on everything. All the PlayStations, Xboxes, Switch, and PC. They're going to early access uh, for free-to-play, and that's the multiplayer stuff. Campaign Mm -hmm. stuff is coming at some point, but that is seemingly so far off, they're just like, oh, let's get the multiplayer out now. And we'll say it's early access, so you can't be that mad if it's not what you want. Because they've made changes to this game compared to the first, where it's now 5v5 versus 6v6. Mm -hmm. And that's more in line with what Overwatch League is doing. Yeah. Which has annoyed a lot of Overwatch people.
2: Mm Because
4: they don't want to
0: play this like an eSport. Yeah. But they're making the the regular game play like the eSport. Mm-hmm. So that's caused a lot of uh, chaos in the community.
2: Yeah. Um they did actually, like, premiere a new character this time around, so although yeah. the character they premiered has been hinted at by the original Overwatch and, like, you know, a bunch of environmental stuff forever, so.
0: Yeah, and that video is weird, because they introduced other characters and it's like, wait, is this person in there too? Are they just in this little story bit? Because I know they yeah. do, when they introduce characters, they, they do story things around them and all that. But this trailer was like doing it in such a way. You are like, wait, is this person too? Are all these people in here? Or is it just the Mad Max lady? Mm. It's like, I guess it's just the Mad Max lady. Okay, yeah, that's a little weird, but yeah, that's a watch too. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they did some weird trailer about this old school developer of turn-based strategy games or whatever mm-hmm. uh, making a new one that's called Ara History Untold. Yeah, Come to PC sometime next year for Game Pass. It didn't really explain much of anything about what it was. Yeah. Other than it's a Game Pass game that they that Microsoft can tout as being part of their mm-hmm. thing. Uh seeing so they brought uh Bethesda back out to talk a bit more. Mm-hmm. Introduce the ESO expansion that is already out on PC and is coming out to consoles next week. So there's that. But uh then talk about the next expansion for Fallout seventy six that was tease I think about a year or two ago, uh, where mm-hmm. they're going to the pits, Pittsburgh. The DLC from Fallout Three. That, I don't think what people were super thrilled about, mm-hmm. but this might be better than that. I don't know, but that'll be hitting PS4, Xbox, PC, and Game Pass in September. Not I don't think the it's, it's a free update, so that's how you're getting on Game Pass. It's not a paid thing. Because mm. uh, yeah, the next thing here. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 is getting a, another Hot Wheels expansion. I think 3 had a Hot Wheels expansion mm-hmm. and 4 had the Lego expansion.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so now they're going back to Hot Wheels because that's the two kids' properties they that exist. Lego and Hot mm-hmm. Wheels, I guess. Uh, but yeah, that'll be happening uh, July 19th, so pretty soon. That leaked before the show. Mm-hmm. So that was one of those things that leaked early. Mm-hmm. We'll so yeah, have this big area that you can go to that has all the the classic like orange tracks going around mm. in weird directions and all that as you try to stay on them. Yep. So there you go. Pretty self-explanatory. Then they, they went into this next game that uh, was a bit confusing at first before you realized, oh yeah, this is Arc Two mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, with Vin Diesel's Arc Two. Yep. As he's very concerned about family, and he's gone back to the past uh, to tame dinosaurs and stuff. Yeah, and this was a tra- this was another one of those trailers where there's nothing in it really, other than to remind you that it exists and it's coming out in 2023, and it'll also be on Game Pass, and it's a that's a console launch exclusive. Mm-hmm. So there you go for that. Because Dan was like, "Is this Monster Hunter?" And I was like, "No, this isn't their style," mm. and it wasn't so.
1: Yeah, it was uh, the T Rex wearing a crown. So I thought it was an engineer.
0: Yeah, I was like, "Oh, well, that's that game where you." Uh, in the first game, I think you started naked. You could poop mm-hmm. on the ground. Yep. You mm-hmm. could pick up that poop. Yep, you didn't probably get sick. I don't know. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's that. There's scorn. They followed it up with the, the weird H.R. Geiger, uh, horror porn game.
2: Oh, yeah. And I absolutely uh, want to play this, if just for the experience alone. Um, yeah. Uh,
0: that is coming to the new Xboxes, PC and Game Pass, October 21st. Mm-hmm. There's also a console launch exclusive, so I'll be going elsewhere after that. Yeah. Yep. yep. scar other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, we got Flintlock, The Siege of Dawn, the new game from the Ashen People. Yep. That is... Uh, and you can tell that because it's also a Souls-like. Yep. In an elder Ring fashion, you can jump now. So mm-hmm. they built that into the combat there, but the mm-hmm. characters actually have faces this time, so they've improved yep. on their tech. <laughs> this will be on the, all the PlayStation's, Xboxes, PC, and Game Pass early next year. Uh, that looks neat.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I also have these weird like, triangles that I think are like dash points or something you can like dash to them or warp to them or something to give you a little more mobility in the air mm-hmm. i guess i don't know uh and then they announced a new minecraft game that was a bit of a weird trailer this is like a action rts i guess called minecraft mm-hmm. legends uh, that's coming to everything all the playstation xboxes mm-hmm. switch and pc next year 2023 on game pass That's also made by Blackbird Interactive. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have their hands on a lot of stuff, i see. Yeah, They might have been the ones that made Hard Space Shipbreaker and they were working on Homeworld 3.
3: Mm
0: They also made other RTS games like Crossfire Legion and uh, what else is on here? I think that's about it. Mm. That was a weird trailer because it just started up and shown a bunch of Minecrafty stuff, and it's like, is this dungeons? Is mm-hmm. this regular Minecraft? Is this something new for that? And then they started getting into a little bit of gameplay stuff, as you're like on a horse leading these like zombies and villagers to go fight dudes coming out of an evil portal. Mm-hmm. I guess, and I was like, those are the dumb mobs. Why are you using them? Mm. Get the smart ones, I don't know. So that's a thing that's happening. I don't know if that's. Gonna be good or not? I don't know. Mm. But there you go. It's a, a different Minecraft thing. Mm-hmm. They try to keep making more of those. Uh, What's else next? Oh yeah, they. I think this game was announced previously, Lightyear Frontier. Uh, but mm-hmm. they shut off more of it. Xbox, PC, and Game Pass. Uh, it's going to early access, spring 2023. It's console launch exclusive. Uh, it's very much one of those crafting farming games, but you are in a mech yeah. the whole time. Uh huh. So that was the thing. I, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, is this a new Astroneer thing?" Because it had the same kind of style as that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nope, it's a, a slightly different game. But mm-hmm. that'll be happening sometime next year. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Gunfire Reborn. That just seems like a a shooter roguelike kind of thing. Xbox PC Game Pass October. Oh, don't write. Another game I might download on Game Pass, play for 30 minutes, be like, all right, that's enough. Mm -hmm. Nothing really bad about it, but let's see. The Last Case of Benedict Fox, which is a Cthulhu-enhanced, or infused, like, Metroid game. Yeah. That looked really weird and interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. That is out in the spring, 2023. uh, Only on the Xboxes and PC, console launch exclusive. So that's another one of those games that's going to go elsewhere probably at some point mm-hmm. yeah so that's kind of a, a whole weird thing that hits nice style to it and all that mm-hmm. but I don't know how much of it I'm gonna play if it's gonna get into the spooky Cthulhu stuff mm-hmm. so who knows but there you go there's another one of those you can play mm. uh, then they showed off another game that's Xbox is publishing as dusk falls Xbox PC game pass it's out pretty soon July 19th as a narrative game. So much mm. so that when they showed off the trailer, they showed a like branching timeline of potential events
3: based mm-hmm. off the thing
0: they were showing. Mm. Uh, but this game has a weird style to it, and all the characters kind of look like uh, this would be a visual novel if they had less of a budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they, they had more of a budget, so they did like second and third frames and just hop between them. There's no like smooth animation to it. It's mm. kind of a weird style. Mm-hmm. To it, which is kind of weird to have the like characters moving like this, but you know, like a vehicle mm-hmm. they show like moves seamlessly around mm-hmm. when they're driving it, but the characters like move in this really weird kind of stilted way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they in that kind of vein that it is in a Quantic dream or supermassive kind of narrative adventure game. Uh, this one allows you to play. Uh, solo or with up to eight people. It'll be a sort of multiplayer sense as you fight over what to do next and see how things all turn out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of a, a neat thing that they're doing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that'll be out in July. need mm-hmm. to check out. And then follow it up with a, a game that's fairly popular on PC, Naraka Blade Point, an mm-hmm. action-focused battle royale. Mm-hmm. Has a little bit of like, what if, you know, what if like a, a ninja guiding game was a battle royale mm-hmm. kind of thing? Uh, it's Xbox, PC, Game Pass, console launch exclusive, and that's out pretty soon, June twenty third. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of those neat little games. Uh, for that, that is fairly popular for the battle royales. It's doing something neat. Oh yeah, and then we got a bit of a surprise that Obsidian has a new game that's out in November mm-hmm. called Pentiment. Mm-hmm as the style of this game is very much PC indie developer as hell kind of style. Cause it's set in like a, uh, a middle ages kind of setting that kind of it's, similar kind of art style. Uh,
2: it literally takes place in 16th century Germany.
0: Yeah. It kind of has that kind of medieval art
2: style kind of yeah, look to it's, it. As your, it's, it's art Style is meant to be reminiscent of like the etchings in the Nuremberg Chronicle. Uh, yeah. So if anybody's ever said, yeah, it's definitely meant to look like that.
0: Yeah, and yeah, it's uh, what it's one of those games that they're trying to do a lot of uh, ways for the the story to go. Mm-hmm. I assume it's probably going to be a game that you can probably complete in a few hours, so you can mm-hmm. replay it and see what other decisions would. Uh, influence how things go and that kind of Mm maybe Fallout New Vegas kind of way, except Fallout New Vegas is a game that can be very long. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, this uh, you have the means of helping to expose like people that are killing people, like figuring that out and making wrong decisions or right decisions and seeing how that goes, maybe how many ways it leads to you getting executed, I guess.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. So there you go. That's out in November. Mm Mm-hmm from Obsidian Entertainment, probably a small team that made that, because mm-hmm. uh, their other game got uh, a showcase uh, a, a bit here grounded, because uh, mm-hmm. it's finally hitting 1.0 in September. They're gonna let you finish mm-hmm. the story now after having to just dawdle around for the past like two years. I think this has been in, out for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah it's Xbox PCs still on Game Pass, so you can finish the fight, I guess, in September. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Arabin Shadow Legacy uh, that yeah. is coming to Xbox PC Game Pass. This is a sort of stealthy platformer kind of game. Yeah, One that has a mechanic that I was like, I'd seen this before. This isn't that game Shim, Where you kind of yep. hop between shadows mm-hmm. of different people, but it's a weird future stealth game because there are robots going around. And you see the robots and there's they have like these Mm-hmm. Uh, like purple tubes sticking out of the back I'm like oh you just you hit those and knock them out eventually no you just stab them in the face okay mm-hmm. that works as uh, so you're trying to you know stay away from these robots and other bad people I assume I don't know mm-hmm. that could be neat
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, so yeah there you go that is out next year 2023 console launch exclusive but Xbox PC Game Pass that kind of thing they followed up by going back to Blizzard they wanted to show off Diablo 4. Yep. The final character of the opening group, the Necromancer. Yep. Mm-hmm. As they finally went and showed off a bunch of this game. At uh, least mm-hmm. the public, you probably have heard about a lot of this stuff on their blog or whatever, but it's like their first big public unveiling of various things that have changed since Diablo 3 That that was like 12 years ago, I think that came out. 11, 12 years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Diablo 4 is out next year. Out on everything, they have... Uh, not everything. Uh, PS5, PS4, Xbox. All the Xboxes and PC, no Switch version yet. It has cross-play, mm-hmm. cross progression between all the platforms. Uh, they showed off a, a bunch of the stuff that looks pretty neat and well done. There's like more in-depth combat to it and options to customize your characters. You can also literally uh, customize your character with a, a pretty good character creator mm-hmm. compared to Diablo 3, where it's like, do you want a lady or a man? You can't change anything else about this character. Yeah. just their gender. I was like, okay. I mean, you're uh... going to put stuff on them and you won't care how they look after that, but you know, that's a boring person under the, that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. Uh, they each other's like more MMO ish type stuff. Like you'll have people running around doing stuff uh, if mm-hmm. you want. But if you are in like the PvP areas and you do mm-hmm. really well, you'll get marked as like a a person of importance to say like, "Hey, everybody, else go kill this person."
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So if you are that kind of person, you can do that. Uh, but there are also like big in game events as well. Like, here's this big creature. Why don't you go, you know, try and kill him? After he just destroys mm. all of you or something. Uh, it's just yeah. a lot of that kind of stuff to it. And they'll say the thing like, Oh, you can play through the campaign, but once you beat the campaign, that's just the start of the game.
4: Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, no shit. Uh, eventually you just make a way for people to just skip the campaign when they're playing with other characters. Mm. And just do all the all the like seasonal stuff and all that kind of stuff they'll do. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the classes... I'm not sure if they have a list here. Barbarian, Sorceress, Rogue, Druid, and Necromancer. Mm. Also, I'm going to get like a Crusader so I can throw the shield around.
3: And do mm-hmm. all that kind of
0: stuff, but... Maybe one of these has that ability. I don't know. Mm-hmm. neat. That's out next year at some point. hmm Who knows, but yeah, there's that. Uh, we got a few more things here. Ravenlock, the new game from... Coco Cucumber, Mm -hmm. uh, the devs of, uh, what is it here? Echo Generation. Yeah. And this is the final game in their Voxel Trilogy of this style Mm -hmm. of game, I guess. Uh, This is like a, you know, more RPG stuff to that. Mm -hmm. It has a a very nice style to it. Mm -hmm. So that's neat. That is out next year at some point. Xbox PC Mm -hmm. Game Pass. So there you go. Mm-hmm. so you've got one more game here cocoon another indie game here mm-hmm. that yeah. is from anpurto interactive and it's a it's a weird looking game
3: mm-hmm. it's kind
0: of almost uh, it's from a yeah jeppe Carlson lead game designer mm-hmm. of Limbone inside is mm-hmm. making a, a weird little game that's kind of like a indie inception you're kind of mm-hmm. grabbing orbs to Leap into other worlds that they kind of just keep going, you know, lower and lower or whatever into these uh-huh. different worlds to do stuff and solve puzzles and all that kind of shit.
3: Uh-huh.
0: And leap your way back out into the other worlds. I don't, it's a weird way to describe it, but it's it's a neat looking thing. Uh, but that's next year as well. PC, uh, Xbox, Game Pass, uh, for that, and Switch as well. Uh, console launch exclusive, so. I think the Switch release will probably be sometime after the Xbox version. Uh we got a new Team Ninja game. Mhm. Uh, Wo Long: Fallen Dynasty? Yeah. Seems like a like they're trying to make a like they're kind of action game but it's set in like a, a Chinese setting.
2: It's the Late Han Dynasty, so it's literally the Three Kingdoms period. Yeah. Uh in fact that is actually that actually is Lu Lubu. He's, okay. That's the guy you see at the end of the trailer on the horse.
0: <laughs> like I saw people joking, like, oh, is that Lubu? Because that's the only character I know from Dynasty Warriors. It's like, it, oh, is Lubu. <laughs> it is "It is Lu Lubu. They know who to put in there. Yep. So there you go. That is uh, early 2023 Xbox PC Game Pass that's published by Microsoft, so I don't think it'll be going anywhere mm-hmm. else. Yep. And Phil Spencer decided, hey, I hate Nintendo Switch people so much, I'm going to uh, sit here and announce that uh, Persona games are coming to Xbox. Yeah. PC uh, yep. Game Pass and uh-huh. uh, no Switch anywhere in this announcement at any point from Atlas. Yep, uh, They are doing Persona 5 Royal. That's out on October mm-hmm. 21st. Yep, Persona that's the, Persona. That's, yeah,
2: that's the Persona 5 Royal. That's the uh, improved Persona 5. Uh, yeah. But I think a new character and like a whole other new dungeon and everything too.
0: Yeah, and like some extra time to do your hanging out and all that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's.
1: Uh, it's the uh, the perfect addition to Xbox Game Pass because that's 135 hours. So uh, if you want some yeah. value, there you go.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh Then they also have Persona 4 Golden and that's Persona 4 Portable
2: in the works as well. Yeah. This is um, the one I've been waiting for, because uh, I played Persona 4 way back when it came out on PS2, uh, um, and I've been wanting to go back to it for many years. The um, yeah. problem was, and then, P- and then Persona 4 Golden came out on PSP, which I did not have. Um, yeah. And then they had it. Come out, on, yeah, And then they had it come out on Steam, which is great. Unfortunately my computer is too underpowered to effectively play
0: it. So Yeah, yeah. for me that version is weird because I can't install it on any drive on my C drive or else it just Yeah I don't get any audio. I don't think I think that's the issue. There's
3: Mm -hmm. something where I want to
0: put it on my main drive for games that don't need the the speed of an SSD, but this one just throws a fit every time I try to do it. Yeah. Uh, and then Persona Three Portable, the PSP version of Port uh Persona Three, which is hilarious to see this happen because Persona fans have been arguing for ten years plus ten plus years over whether Fat Persona Three Fest or Persona Three Portable is the better version of that game. Yeah. And Atlas picks portable to say like, ah yeah. fuck you, Fest people. Yeah. And rather they should have done a new version that is brings all the best parts of both. Yeah but this is the, the quick and easier version to do, I guess. But uh, Persona 3
2: was... Pr- a lot of people sort of credit Persona 4 as being the game that really sort of made the Persona series a... a, a, a uh, having a sizable following over here in the West. But no, it was actually Persona 3 that started it off, uh, mostly because it was meaned to hell and back by the fact that... in order to basically transform in that game you have to shoot yourself in the head
1: yeah it was it was uh it was also pretty much like what pretty much uh revolutionized jrpgs in a way where hey it's okay to go ahead and make these mature they don't have to be for kids even yeah. though they're in high school
2: <laughs> yeah i mean pretty much i mean pretty if you look at persona 3 now and you look at the, the two games came after it uh, they pretty much uh stick with all the you know the st- standards that that first game started. Because um, before then, it was basically the two uh, other Persona games. The first Persona, of course, was absolutely butchered when they brought it over here. Uh, um, and yeah. was received so badly that we never got the second one. Um, those two it's were like, second, you know...
0: The second game is two games.
2: Yeah. And we didn't get either one. <laughs> we did on the um, PSP. eventually figured that out. yeah. Which by that point only a very few people had, but yeah,
0: the hardcore nerds,
2: yeah. Which was the
0: Persona audience uh, at that point,
2: yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that you know they're bringing Persona three uh, back now because uh, I never really got around to that one. You
0: know, yeah, just, and this version's was, better yeah. because you know how you like being able to control all your characters. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't possible in the original Persona three. Yeah, I've been told that. MC, your main character. Yeah. Uh, like I was in, When you play Persona 4, that's what they're set on by default. And you go and change mm-hmm. like, no, you idiot, I want you to do what I tell you to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what Persona 3 Portable fixed. Like you have mm-hmm. more ability to save more often. Mm-hmm. So you get to play through large chunks of the, the dungeon. Uh, mm-hmm. Persona 3 has one dungeon. Essentially, you just go through different levels of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as it's as, as you progress, and so like oh you can save more often, and that's and not have to play through so much of it at once, mm-hmm. which is important because Persona games are notorious for having stretches where you may not be able to save, mm-hmm. uh, especially at the beginning of the game. Yep.
1: Oh yeah, and uh, Persona Three was a really uh tough one there because out of a uh out of those three entries, Persona 3 was the one that uh, pretty, much, pretty much forced you through a randomly procedured dungeon. Uh, like, yeah. it's, for example, there's a lot of people that have only played five. Uh, Persona 3 was all the Mentos. So, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's funny, like, playing these games in succession and seeing how they have, like, improved off one another. <laughs> Granted, like, a lot of people will say four is the best. I unfortunately haven't finished it, and that's why I'm looking forward to this collection, even though I do mm-hmm. have a Vita, and I do have, like, you know... Um, my yeah, steam deck to run persona for uh golden better now but uh aside from all that like i'm really looking forward to uh you know finally uh, playing these on, on on console but it is it is kind of weird though seeing as chris mentioned like you know there's a lot of uh chatter as to whether or not fez or uh portable is the superior version of uh persona but they're putting a portable game on xbox game pass and uh yeah that that says a lot so hopefully that means you know we're we're seeing this on PlayStation and, uh, you know, knock on wood switch, uh, you know, later this month, but uh, we'll see. But the main thing is what Persona 5 isn't, isn't due for what October.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's going to be a bit of a wait and we're not going to see those other, uh, other two games until maybe uh, the end of the year, uh, if not, you know, early next, but at the same time, I'm not really too worried because uh, we have uh, trails to zero coming out in two months here. So
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's another gut punch to Switch people because every Persona news has been a gut punch to them. Is they're like, oh, are we gonna finally get Persona Five or what about Persona Four Gold? And that's on Steam. That's that's yeah. a modern platform. Yeah. It can come over to the Switch. It's yeah. like, nope, they're Xbox exclusives for the time being. Yeah, I mean,
1: Persona Three yeah. and
0: Four are probably
1: like the best two JRPGs on a you know the Switch is to many people the best handheld and it doesn't have it. So it's funny.
0: And then know it's like, oh, Persona 5! And everyone's like, oh, the Strikers! Ah, oh, fuck you, it's a Musou game. You don't mm-hmm. get Persona 5 regular. yeah idiots. Uh, Phil Spencer mm-hmm. did this personally. He said, fuck you, Switch people. <laughs> redirect you want this Persona game to happen, these Persona games to come to it, and he gets mm-hmm. them. And they are only coming to yep. Xbox for the foreseeable future. Uh, the official site is out now for these ports okay. on the mm-hmm. Atlas site. And yeah, they only mention uh, Xbox and Windows 10 or with the Windows Store or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, changed so, all of their
1: social media covers to show all three games coming to PC and Xbox Game Pass. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, here, here we go. Let's uh, just continue collecting all those Switch tiers.
0: Yeah, I think cool. the, the the people dealing with the leaks and such are like, oh yeah, let come to Switch and uh, PlayStation. Uh, yeah, that's definitely going to happen. It's like, this happens like Oh, that went all went in the trash. So, mm-hmm. uh, great. Ella's got probably got paid a good bit of money to do this, do all this work mm-hmm. for the the Xbox versions and even Persona Five Royals. Uh, I suppose they're gonna get some uh, upgrade stuff for this, the Series X and S mm-hmm. in some way. And I'm like, is that gonna come back to PlayStation at some point uh, for the PS Five? I don't know, but has just enough lack of info that nerds that want to play it on the Switch are just super angry now, which is every Persona thing, so there you go. Have fun with that. Uh, let's see. And yeah, like, no Steam for the Persona 3 mm-hmm. portable either. That is uh, just going to be on Windows, the Windows mm-hmm. Store, and Game Pass, so there you go. A great weird announcement. Uh, so, yeah, that is kind of a uh, Mm-hmm. A whole fun gut punch. Oh, Atlas just put out a video <laughs> tweet mm-hmm. of this news with Morgana and Teddy announcing that it's not coming to uh, Nintendo or PlayStation. Yeah. It's a hell of a way to rub it in their faces, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Good job, Atlas. Yep. You said you want that money more than the money you get by having it on everything. So. Mm-hmm. There you go. But uh, yeah, we had two last things here. Uh, Phil Spencer Mm -hmm. also made a big deal about uh, announcing this partnership with Kojima Productions to work on their new game. Mm -hmm. I think you're supposed to work on two games, but this one specifically is very vague in the way it's described in this Mm -hmm. little video. Talking about how he's had this weird idea he's wanted to do uh, for a while, and it's a uh, cloud-focused game. I don't know if there would be like a local version. It's going to be like exclusive to the Microsoft Games cloud, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's the, the way he frames this whole thing. Mm. And that's all. He's that's, like, oh, we're partnering with Xbox to do this cloud game thing. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird and just vague enough. It's like, okay, I don't, I don't know what this is. Mm. Why does it have to be the cloud?
3: Mm-hmm
0: gonna be a game that deletes itself every time you lose Mm -hmm. Uh, or quits out of the cloud, I don't know Mm -hmm. something weird, but that's happening, I I don't think it's, there's not even like a logo or a name or anything, so this seems like it's gonna be Mm -hmm. quite a ways off, years at least, so Mm -hmm. Microsoft's the one publisher willing to announce things that are so far in the future uh, it might be another gen before you see it realized Mm -hmm. I don't know but then we got uh, a little bonus after dealing with that, a bunch of gameplay from Starfield. Yep. Finally get to see this game. Still no date or anything. It's 2023. Yeah. Uh, the new Xbox uh, PC and Game Pass. mm mm-hmm. uh, So there you go. And yeah, seeing, seeing them walk out of whatever the starter area is, yeah. I was like, oh, this looks like Exactly like the start of Fallout Three. Yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, Kevin, oh uh, yeah, this is this is Bethesda game studio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Everything else is like uh, Yeah, I think this all stems from like Fallout Three and uh the gameplay stuff, more Fallout Four ish stuff. Yeah. And then they're like, uh, Hey, what if we did No Man's Sky, but not yeah. as procedural and with yeah. like two hundred million dollars. Yeah,
2: nothing in this game, unlike No Man's Sky, where a lot of the planets are procedurally generated, nothing in this game is procedurally generated. It's all made uh, specifically by people. Um, And that's
0: to its detriment, because No Man's Sky has some brilliant creatures that have butt faces, and that's why No Man's Sky, I still don't think this game's going to beat No Man's Sky for me. Uh Because none of its characters or creatures will have... A butt for a face, so yeah, that's too uh, But it looks yeah. like it's doing all the open world game stuff. Yeah, um, basically, you get XP, it, it, you explore the map, yeah. you mine yeah. stuff, craft stuff, you yeah. modify your gun, you can build a ship and go to the other planets. And they say there's a thousand yeah. of them. So like, okay, yeah. sure, sure. Okay, I uh, are they all just going to be up. like three, three cities and? Uh, a wasteland of enemies to kill uh
2: yeah i'm like
0: uh let's be honest but, but our
2: our current skepticism is very much warranted considering basically what has happened with their most recent releases you know five seventy six ended up being a giant turd and know it's you better, know just, but, early parts... now, but when it first released it it was more terrible and broken than your average Bethesda first release. Terribly, typically is um,
0: Fallout four had issues, Fallout three head yeah. issues, Skyrim yeah. head issues.
2: Yeah, um, but I mean, uh, it's not like I I, I dislike anything I'm saying. I'm definitely interested, but
0: you know, it was just it's just kind you say, hey, Bethesda Game Studios making a game in space. Yeah,
2: yeah, and it's like yeah, okay, that sounds cool. Uh, can they follow through with it though? You know, yeah. can this, and you know that's why a lot of people are like, okay, uh, um, I'm extremely skeptical. I mean, are we even watching actual gameplay footage here? That isn't you know bull
0: shot. Um, Seems like real gameplay because that game was supposed to be out in November. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, uh, whether it runs as well as that looked. Uh,
2: Yeah, that's the other thing. Because uh, especially when out of the gate, um, Bethesda games tend to be kind of buggy, which is underselling it by quite a margin. But yeah, they typically come out uh, with a few bugs under the hood. Um, Sometimes it's not necessarily to the detriment of the Of the game, you know Skyrim had a few bugs coming out, but it was still
0: you know pretty good you know, the um, physics looked weird out when you got hit by a giant you just got launched to the into space. Which, it's like sure, is, hey, that's good yeah,
2: I mean you're getting hit with all the force of a giant I mean you would expect that there would be some this
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh maybe not to disappear into uh, space like an anime.
2: yeah that uh that's a little much. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, although it looks like in this case, well, it would actually be appropriate. Um, but, yeah, we'll see when this game it gets closer to release next year. And yeah. that is if it even comes out next year. It's totally possible that they'll even delay it one more time.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, the, the nice thing about the way they built this is every question I had was usually answered within 30 seconds or so. Mm-hmm. I tell oh there's a ship okay can you fly it? And they're like oh yes you can fly it I'm like oh okay mm-hmm. is there things to do in space. And I'm like yeah there's combat yeah I'm like oh is that is that it is that is it just the one planet because it's big I'm like no there's multiple planets in this galaxy. And it's like oh okay, okay. Or this system. I like okay Oh, well, four planets that's that's pretty good and yeah. like and there's a thousand planets I'm like okay it's out soon what no. Wait, how are the thousand planets? No Man's Sky couldn't even deal with that without them, without, without just randomly generating things about them. Yeah. So, how do you guys make a thousand planets and have that work? Yeah.
2: My personal theory is they basically just built a program with like a set bit of assets that they could randomize and somewhat recycle from planet to planet. So Yeah. Yeah I um Yeah, that's kinda what I'm
0: expecting anyway. Is it gonna be like the original Mass Effect where it's like this planet has nothing on it. This planet has a building. Yeah. This one has yeah. like a big structure on it, but that's its only quality there. Yeah,
2: and you have to get into the Mako and drive for a few minutes to get there.
0: And you fight the the weird worm alien that pops out.
2: Yeah. The fortunately, in the newer version of Mass Effect, the remaster, they completely fixed the Mako, and it's actually fun to drive now. Whereas when that game originally came out, it was nigh uncontrollable.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this, it, they didn't show any sort of, like, uh, rover kind of craft in this one to get around. I guess you might just yeah. fly your ship around the planet. Mm. I was like, okay. But I'm also like, is it an actual planet where if you just flew in one direction, you'd eventually come back to where you started?
2: Yeah, it's
0: possible. Is, is that how small the planets are? I don't know.
2: I but, don't know. We'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Todd Howard will do a, a big gameplay demo being like, "Ah, oh, here's this stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's yeah stuff. I mean, a thousand
1: planets is a Any Anytime you go over, you know, 100 even 75 example it's definitely overwhelming in that regard so um it's hard to imagine anything that isn't cut and paste here but you mm. know we'll we'll, we'll we'll see but you know brandon has a lot of uh points in regards to like you know call out 76 leading to like a whole bunch of like expectations that uh <clears throat> can arise here and with bethesda you expect some bugginess that's just the way they are but mm. yeah they have a lot to prove with this game especially if it's going to be um xbox's tentpole for the presentation. Um, I personally liked a lot of what I saw, especially Mm. in regards to um, involving the actual campaign and a lot of the um, towns and cities and um, outposts there are to explore. A lot of the characters seemed interesting, despite the fact that a lot of them looked generic. But, Mm. yeah, um, the fact that it's on on, on, uh, Xbox Game Pass definitely gives me a little bit more confidence. But if this was a game that you told me to spend, like, 70 bucks for straight up, I'd I'd be at
0: Yeah, though the, the benefit of Game Pass for them... Is that they can put out games that still need work, and then people can still play them, but they don't put them in like a you know an early access kind of uh, framework. There, Cause like Halo Infinite is a a big game they were pushing, and like we have to get this out, and people weren't happy at the the things that were left out and the sort of the state of the multiplayer compared to you know call of duties and all this other multiplayer stuff that's out there that has more fully featured you know benefits and modes and maps and all that kind of stuff that halo infinite was just kind of still is a Mm. a big question mark for the multiplayer and i think i just saw a story that like they're gonna finally start letting people play the co-op in Mm. the the campaign stuff but it's only for Mm. Halo Insiders uh, for now, or whenever they start doing that, it's like, Jesus, seven months later. Mm-hmm. That was supposed to hit in springish area, like first half of the year. Ezra Till's technically, technically close to that, but that seems like it's still going to be a ways off. They're still Forge mode, they're waiting on, and it's like Fall 76 is kind of perfect for a Game Pass kind of thing as they fixed it and made it available so people didn't have to spend 60 bucks on that thing to see if it's any good or not. You know, mm-hmm. it's, I think it's been happening a bit here and there and it's unfortunate, but it's the thing that Game Pass allows is people don't get as angry because there's still stuff coming out often enough that can distract them from whatever games don't do well for them. Uh, so hopefully Starfield isn't another one of those... We'll have to see whenever it comes out. And that's unknown at this point. It's like a lot of this show, there's not many dates, and especially for the Microsoft stuff. A lot of times it's like, ah, it's out next year or maybe early next year. Who knows? Some of the stuff that did get uh, something close to a date was just a month. Uh. Uh, so yeah, there's, as I said earlier, the, the big publishers oftentimes are afraid of putting dates on things because they don't want any backlash if it's not going to hit that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And you saw a lot of indie stuff getting dates, because there's there's a shitload of indies, way more than any devs making big-budget games. And so there's always constant supply of interesting stuff hitting mm-hmm. dates. There are plenty of indies that didn't get dates, or uh, specific dates or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, that's all more marketing, taking advantage of a bigger audience here. To get the mm-hmm. name out there, get people, you know, following the devs, wishlisting it on Steam and all that kind of stuff. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the, the Xbox Showcase was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Just not much that's happening all that soon, mm. or with the dates of confidence yeah. to them. So that was just very nebulous. Like uh, so much, they had to put out a big chart of just like here's games coming out over the next twelve months. It doesn't have Hellblade Two, which is weird.
3: Mm-hmm. But that
0: game just disappeared. A game we've seen gameplay for, but apparently oh, yeah. it is far out now. I don't know what happened to that. So yeah, that's and then there's all the other Microsoft games that have been announced in the past couple of years that are still mm-hmm. not even close to being out, not on this this chart here either. So mm-hmm. it's a weird place to be for Microsoft they haven't released a game this year and they do have some schedule for the rest of this year, but,
3: Mm -hmm.
0: you know, grounded hitting 1.0, I don't really count as a release. It's just, it's another Mm -hmm. update because they're going to be working on more updates after that. Mm -hmm. Been on Game pass for a year and a half, two years or something. It's been out there. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I don't don't
1: know how, I don't know how many years, uh, we've been saying that oh, this is definitely going to be the big one for Xbox. They're going to come out guns blazing, and um, yeah. you know, again, like we say that every year, um, but it always seems like they fall flat somehow. This year, um, you know what? Like, it all really comes down to what their actual strategy is. You know, they're they're probably never going to be PlayStation or Nintendo with like these big branches. But you have you have your Master Chiefs, and you have your Forces, and you have your Gears of Wars. And uh, the funny, the funny thing is, only four have made it to this presentation. But um, aside from that, you know, they're they're still growing. They're still trying to figure it out. Obviously, they've made a whole bunch of acquisitions, but we don't even know what's coming out of any of those studios yet. And until they've reached a point where they're ready to show some, this is just going to be like generally what we see. You know, we'll, we'll see Microsoft continue to push indies, continue to push Xbox game plans in a way that, you know, it's. It's obviously the biggest, the, the biggest and best value there is in gaming, um, and yeah, as we enter what's well, it's probably the, the second phase of this generation, like, um, a lot of the stuff that Microsoft has shown from the get go in regards to the Series X has come out already, with the exception of Hellblade. And uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned during the presentation that I was surprised that that game didn't show up uh, because you know it was the very first game shown, and it's mm-hmm. not here yet. Uh, we we don't know when it's gonna, when it's going to get here, and you would hope that it would arrive. This year, but I, I wouldn't want to you know rush Ninja Theory into it or anything because I feel like that game has a lot of potential. But is that game going to sell a bunch of Xboxes? Is that game going to sell Game Pass mm-hmm. subscriptions? I don't think I don't I don't think so. Um, Halo Infinite is, is is entering season three, and um, they've they've lost a lot of people after a, what was a what was an awesome launch, and uh, yeah, it'll it'll. Xbox is definitely in a better spot than they have been in previous years, but you you have to wonder what they'll do to really separate themselves from the pack, as you know, PlayStation continues to be dominant with uh, the the PS five sales, despite the fact that you know not 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 everybody that has them. Uh, Nintendo is always going to have its IP to just just fall back on, like we we're all excited for Zelda. They have a hell of a holiday lineup, and uh, yeah, with with Starfield, like you know, pushed to twenty twenty three. Um, looking at the rest of twenty twenty two here, um, like there's obviously games I'm interested in. But I'm, I'm definitely excited for a play to uh, Requiem. Um, and then, aside from that, everything here is third party, so it's
4: mm.
1: it's just a different spot. And uh, I don't know. Like th- th- this presentation wasn't bad. It wasn't it wasn't the hellfire that uh, Achilles was. Um, mm. But eventually, like you do want to see Microsoft do more themselves, and we don't know when that'll happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Their whole strategy is push Game Pass, get as much stuff on Game Pass, however much it costs for them. And mm-hmm. uh, that's the thing they want on there. Uh, this presentation was very much all about that, as they got, you know, outside of like three or four things, everything else is coming to Game Pass. Uh, it's just a matter of when. And I don't know if they're going to get to the point of a Netflix where it's like there's like a bunch of stuff coming out each week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can always get on and check out like what's new and it's like, oh there's something there. May not be for me, but there's probably a couple things a month that you should be interested in. Not mm-hmm. uh, theirs, back catalog stuff. Uh but yeah, that's kind of their differentiator right now, because the description services that Sony and Nintendo have don't you know compete on the same kind of way that theirs is, is all based around day one games. Mm-hmm. Getting coast on that if they can get enough third-party and indie stuff in there,
3: yeah.
0: Uh, but yeah, they they can't spend their way out of you know development issues, uh, especially mm-hmm. as a result of COVID, all the things that COVID is causing chaos with. Microsoft can't get out of it. Even though they're, I think the third biggest country in the or uh, corporation in the world.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: They can't spend their way out of development issues, and that's what they're seeing. And they'll hope that if the Activision Blizzard thing goes through, that helps give them more teams to pump out more content, but mm-hmm. can still be the same exact issues. Could be.
1: All that said, there's, there, there is still a slew of stuff to look forward to, um, especially if, like, for those people who you know, didn't get a chance to jump into Persona um, and you know, see if Thieves continues to go strong. The, the, the Forza Horizon DLC looks excellent. So yeah, like there, 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 there's, there's no shortage of stuff to look forward to. But you know, as far as things that are, that are new, which you know we we kind of expect E3 or not E3, but you know we expect these summer events to really showcase what's left coming out this year. And you know, since everything got moved out of the way, there it just it, it just isn't there for Xbox right now. But you know that doesn't mean there isn't anything to play. Like you know, I I just got off COVID and beat three games on Game Pass because I was that bored. You know, there's a lot
0: of stuff. You got anything to add,
2: Brandon? No, not really. You pretty much uh,
0: pretty much rounded up the whole situation. So, no, yeah. not really. Uh, though uh, what I will say about all of these events, it shows why if you have multiple consoles, PC and whatnot, you can really weather any sort of uh, deserts that any of them have of big releases. Because mm-hmm. you can always shift around to other things and say, like, Oh, I'll play this stuff on Switch right now, or uh, I got my PC, I can keep playing the hard space shipbreaker and look forward to you know Power Wash Simulator coming out soon. And you know, this other all these indies are hitting PC for the most part, so mm-hmm. there's always going to be stuff there or get them on consoles, whatever. Uh, it's a good time to have multiple consoles if you can't afford that,
3: mm-hmm. uh, you know.
0: Hopefully, the subscription services have plenty of back catalog stuff and smaller things that can uh, keep you entertained until the big stuff happens.
1: Yeah, the... not only that, but like Summer Game Fest, you know, for better or for worse, sort of took away from the fire of what's actually been a big release week. Not to mention a big one next week. Like, you know, next mm-hmm. week when we get back into our regular podcast, like we'll talk about like what we've been playing. Like, you know, this week we've had both the Quarry and Mario Strikers come out. Next week we're going to have Ninja Turtles come out. There's a lot of stuff coming out now, but yeah, as far as the winter goes, your guess is as good as
0: mine. Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the the big publishers are just waiting to see when those games are done enough they can just announce a date and be uh, good to go. Mm-hmm. That's definitely still the main theme of every uh, event here. Is like a lot of these big publishers put too much money in these games to you know, affect their bottom line if they get delayed and whatnot. So there's a lot of hesitancy to you know, mm-hmm. do what Microsoft did uh, last year and announce a release date for Starfield a year and a half in advance. Yeah. This isn't the movie industry where you finish that stuff, those movies in, you know, six weeks, then you just figure out how to cut it together into a thing that makes money for you. Mm-hmm finish all the effects and all that, so games are just different in that way, so yeah, that is uh, that is that, and I think that'll do it for us for this week, this massive show mm-hmm. uh, luckily things sounded okay enough, I probably don't have to do too much work on this, can just kind of put it out, but yeah, that is uh, it for this week thank you to Brandon Danrib for joining and checking out all this stuff that's been happening always um, We'll still have some more of it to talk about next week. Uh, when mm-hmm. it comes out of the, the Capcom and Xbox thing and yep. Square Enix thing and whatever else there is, anything else left over that's interesting, we'll talk about, but uh, there's mm-hmm. going to be other news and we'll talk about, yeah, what we've been playing and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, we'll be back next week with a new slate of news. Uh, if you enjoy the show, feel free to, uh, you know, let friends know, family know, uh, select people that, uh, Aren't brandishing guns in this uh, crazy country uh, to bother them with podcasts and then end up yeah. lying on a street, unfortunately. Yeah,
2: uh, it is a vanishingly small part of the country, but it is there. Yeah,
0: but yeah, that is uh, going to do it for this week. So thank you all for listening. We'll see you all next week and have a good one.